Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by Jared Dad. Hello. <laughs> He's wearing my sunglasses, which I didn't... I saw him put on sunglasses <laughs> from like a motion out of the corner of my eye. I didn't realize they were mine. I'm hilarious. They look great. They're bright green. Yeah. Yep. Good job. Look good on me, though. <laughs> they, they look great. Huh. This is, by popular request, our waiting in line for your vaccine second shot edition shots 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 we have had no shots no drinks oh yeah no i'm sober this time (laughs) (laughs) not that i wasn't last time i wasn't last time you you were not at the start and you really were not at the end this one promises to be much more sober i'm starting way behind we do have a bottle of champagne on ice to celebrate still being alive so that'll get popped at some point evergreen drink yeah for sure uh, okay, so this is obviously a no rules podcast. It's your dad's favorite kind. <coughs> Some would say all are no rules for me. I have topics though. Ugh. Okay, so I was like, what are we going to talk about for three hours? Because that's a very long time. I know. And uh, so I was like, well, I can let Jared dad talk about house renovation stuff, which is what I keep shutting you down. It's like, no, that's boring. Stop talking about the windows. So now I'm going to give you total freedom. <laughs> to talk about house stuff on this podcast. Uh, but before we get to that, which I feel like will be a long discussion of many house projects and- Doubtful. Perhaps sharing some wisdom on like household activities. While we do have a number of followers who are our, our age or older, we have a lot of followers who are early in their independent lives yeah. who may be interested in random tips or here or there. Man. Uh, but before we get to that, I have on my list here, GR Dad's OnlyFans. <laughs> We're not going to resolve that today. We're going to talk all about it, though. So, I boy. <laughs> if you missed it on Twitter, I, well, I mean, I've been pushing. First, I was pushing for Vink to have an OnlyFans. And then Ingo's like, no, no, no. Vink's my baby. She can't be an OnlyFans. And I was like, okay. Ingo she did have a dating profile for a while. Vink has a couple. There's a whole episode of the podcast where he put Vink on Tinder. and he did. And yeah. she matched with some, maybe some other dogs, but maybe some guys. If I had been looking to get in. <laughs> that's, uh, your, that's your dog. A boat. That's guac. Uh, if I'd been looking to get an actual date, I probably could have hit, hooked a date just with the pictures of Vink as a profile picture. Yeah, I think she had a bow tie. It was very, she had a handsome profile she's very cute she may still be on tinder i mean i haven't deleted her profile i did delete the app though amassing matches uh anyway uh so yeah so i was like dear dad needs to have an OnlyFans, but it's gonna be like wholesome dad type content fully clothed just like and so here's my i've got bullet points of things that can go on your OnlyFans. I can see the mischievous glint in your eye as you're suggesting this. Like, I think you think it's a, actually a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Oh, like, it's a way to create some bonus content, <laughs> make some extra cash, a thing that we're trying to do these days. <sighs> okay, dad jokes with GR Dad. Oh, I, I'll do all the filming and editing, so I'm just going to be like, GR Dad, like, let's sit down and do a dad joke. And you know, dad jokes under pressure are, are not as good as, like, my spontaneous geniuses they're not genius or spontaneous ones yeah, you can well, look. it'll get even worse if they're <laughs> <laughs> if they're scheduled dad advice stuff oh, that you yeah. often do Oof. not so much with your own kid who you kind of like you let her do her thing but you like to say dad advice that maybe other people should give to people 
Oh, everyone's a better parent to everyone else's kids than their own kid. Yes. But, but it's not like you're going like, oh, you know, Larry should really tell little Jimmy this piece of dad advice. You just go like, you know, what's like a really good piece of advice. <laughs> Would you just tell to me? Not that you think I need the advice, but I, I feel like there's a buildup. And if I'm taking notes, I'll, I'll catalog some of this. Uh, housekeeping with oh, GR Dad. God. Like when I fold T-shirts, I fold them in half the like tall ways and then i like fold the sleeves onto one side and then i fold that in half like you have so a method half as tall and it ends up with this real kind of wobbly ratchet ass pile and dear dad's folds t-shirts and they're all these perfect little squares with all the logos facing up and they're nice and flat and stacked so we could do like how to fold a t-shirt with dear dad <laughs> we could just do like you know four minutes of dear dad folding all the towels yeah and now with that folding board that's no. for that's for a machine. Is, you can't. No, you got to have insane. human, the human element. So we could just like. <laughs> Robots can't replace me. I think we mentioned on the podcast. So when we finished renovating our bathroom, which was the last project in that big long string of house projects, um, I was like, our white towels are all you know looking a little this aged. This was a funny initiative. I don't think we have talked about it. It's good. <laughs> so all right, let me go back. So when I rented the office in Key West uh, that now Jared Dad uses more than me, which is fine, but we have an office in Key West and this was going to be like my little enclave. We will talk about my here enclave when we get into house stuff. But I was like, okay, uh, let's look at Pinterest and like do some crazy shit to decorate it. That's like not necessarily what I put in my house. So I got these like full length wall decals for an entire wall of like banana leaves. It might be bamboo shoots or something. It's like, it's like a forest. It's like all leaves on one wall. Ah. And I was like, I'm going to do like green banana leaves and like pink. <laughs> I never decorate anything yeah. pink. So I got a pink rug and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get uh, an Ikea chair, like an Ektor chair which are super comfy like the big armchairs with oh like God. get the ectorp yeah yeah uh with like a, an ottoman so i can just kind of like stretch out i also have a grunlid chaise which is in my university of maryland office which is equally comfy yeah the ectorp is good for me because i lie across it yeah except i broke it that one time because <laughs> buttercup kept jumping up on me to like on my lap yeah uh so i i got one of these and it comes with a slip cover and i was like oh it'd be cool to have it be pink and so I bought like four bottles of Rit dye to dye it pink. And I followed, I, you know, read all Spell this stuff. Spell Rit. R-I-T? R-I-T-T? I don't know. I just, I'm a, I actually honestly I think it's R-I-T. Me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the dye that if you have dyed anything in your life, that's the fabric dye. Like you used to be able to buy it at the grocery store. Maybe you still can. But like any art supply store mm. has or craft stores have it. Um, so I got this dye and the fixative to like really dye this thing. And then I was like, you know, whenever I have one of these chairs like that I work in, you know, I put my feet up on the ottoman and I don't want it to get dirty. So I get like a blanket to put on it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just get a pink blanket. And then the chair looks basically pink anyway. And I don't have to dye it because I'll probably fuck that up because I don't have good patience for this kind of thing. So that worked great. And I had four bottles of bright, like bubblegum pink dye. Calling your name. Just sitting around. <laughs> just so, sitting around, yeah. Fast forward from last September to like end of January, beginning of February, and our bathroom has been renovated. And I was like, okay, we have this, like everything is new in that bathroom. Thank God. 
It's because it was. Oh, a, yeah, it's so much nicer now. Looking at the pictures before it is now painful. Jared Ed saying it's so much nicer is downplaying how bad it was. Like, I, we've sort of talked about it, and we'll we'll get more in depth into what they had to do. Uh, but, like, the subfloor was rotted in places, and we had that fixed so literally the toilet wouldn't fall through the floor, but they didn't replace the tiles. So there was, like, exposed subfloor. Like, shit was broken. It was, like, old. 90s we've cheap ass cabinet in hindsight we've walked through like abandoned houses had that had nicer bathrooms than what we were living in yes it was bad so now it's bright and new and beautiful and i was like we're not gonna put our you know towels that just you know white towels grow dingy over time just with washing right and they rip occasionally around this house and i'm too. like there will be no dingy towels for human use in this house and jared had nice i have a, a low-grade battle going of like me going these are the nice towels <laughs> and and jared dad going like yeah but hops really needed to be dried so anyway i was like okay dear dad i'm buying fluffy pristine white towels for our new bathroom and so then all the old white towels which we had a bunch of can now be dog towels mm -hmm. but various I, sizes various vintages yep. yep but i did not trust that your dad would be able to distinguish and not so much not using the new fluffy towels on the dogs but i was more worried that you'd hang up the old dingy towels in the new bathroom because you'd be like i don't know it looked fine to me so i was like how can i make it so your dad cannot possibly mistake these old dingy towels for the new towels i know i will dye them pink because i have a buckload of pink dye now i gotta say there were like 30 towels i threw out the ones with holes and i think we still have 20 that i kept there are a, a lot, lot I mean, of we look we go through a lot with the dogs it's yes not, there's not it's not too many you know, and voods rips them like it's good to have a lot of towels but they're like 20 two full full loads and I, they're just for the dogs so I don't care that they're like evenly dyed and colored. I just throw them in the washing machine. I like pour the liquid dye on top of them. This is not what you're supposed to do. I like literally had a five gallon bucket, like filling it up and like dumping it in the washing machine. I was not around for this. No, you were out of town. Uh, Cause we had, we have a high efficiency washer. So it doesn't fill up where your clothes are sitting in a lot of water. So I had to like bring water in to get it to <laughs> soak in there. Oh, it was quite a process. And so they look kind of like pink tie dyed towels yeah. i didn't actually tie you, them if you tie down something pink and white yeah that's right uh but what that's fine like i knew they would come out like that and i don't care they're just for the dogs and then of course we had like a few weeks where the yeah. pink towels and other stuff got washed together i was not very strict on the separation i i, I was once like dear dad could you not wash the stuff with the pink towels and he's like sure and then then a few more things are now they're not pink but they're not white anymore. <laughs> they're kind of now dingy looking. I stopped as soon as he told me. Those are just hiding ones that were hidden. Mm. Well, in any case, uh, that has stopped. But we anyway, and I, I think a lot of the extra dye has come out. But we got all of these pink towels. Um, so they're like the go-to dog towels. Now, we have all the towels we had before, but we've got like a perfect stack of pink towels. Yeah. And so we could do, coming back to Jared only fans, we could do just like... Often, your dad will do a full load of just pink towels yeah. and then the dryer of pink towels coming out and we could just like do you folding the pink towels so like we'll have a little chat. You're clothed, right? None of this is sexy times only fans. <laughs> no. I mean, nope, we nope, probably nope. would get some extra cash if we did that because you look real nice. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not pushing for that. 
I'm not pushing for that. That's good. Don't push for that. Uh, but I'm thinking like video of like dear dad and, and just like a little chat while you fold towels. Like still trying to get my head around this. I think it like would be fun stuff. I, I feel a lot of pressure to do content. So in all, I mean, I would make all the content. You You'd just be have director. To, You're like yes. my agent and director. A producer, oh, poster. Yeah. You just got to be the, I'm the, the guy. Talent. We could, uh, I mean, if you're not ready for an OnlyFans, we could set up like at GR Dad on TikTok and these would all work fine as TikToks. And then I could just post, I'd have like a fourth channel that's like GR Dad and it can just be like dad content with GR Dad. I can't we can show you like making your drip coffee. People would want to watch me. I'd get roasted on TikTok. People were like, what the hell is this? Some dude folding towels? He's not even gay. I mean, it's like not even a category on TikTok. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what the heck, man? It may be appealing to the gay crowd. Maybe. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. But it's not neat. There's so many niches in TikTok, right? There's like niche of this and niche of that. Yeah. Well, there's golden maybe. ratio TikTok and they'd all watch you fold tell. That's <laughs> I know. I love, we my, could also, I love those guys. All right. We could also do them as YouTube videos. Ah, start off that's funny little youtube videos and then we'd shoot them in landscape instead of portrait and uh Mm. and just have like a little series like instead of the daily snaps it'd be like fridays with gr dad vacuuming vacuuming wednesdays (laughs) i mean it doesn't these don't have to be like everyday posts it's like once a week we could put up a gr dad video like here's gr dad on how to make his coffee and then it would just be like our fans and then you could see the feedback you get. And then you guys could like chime in in the comments and be like, I'd pay seven bucks a month for this on OnlyFans. And then eventually Jared Dad would be like, oh, holy heck, I could be making <laughs> bank on OnlyFans. You could be making $14. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jen. <laughs> I was going to say, if I were you, I would subscribe to your OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. If you were you, you would not because you know better. But yeah. if I were me, I would totally subscribe to my own channel and be like, hey, that guy needs seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him seven bucks. So I, on that note, since this is a rambling podcast, um, so as we have discussed on the regular podcast, we've been doing a ton of cameos, which is great. And so I log into my professional Twitter a couple days ago, and I have a direct message from Cameo, like the Cameo the, the Twitter company. account. Yeah. yeah, like verified Cameo account. And it's like, Jen, I miss seeing you. You know, it's been a long time since we've talked at the Speakers Bureau. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about speakers on Cameo. Here's what we do. So it's like someone who used to book me for speaking events at the Speakers Bureau. It's like when I get a text message from a number that I, I don't have as a contact. And he's like, hey, uh, how's it going? How, how about those things? Haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, I don't know. You're not in my contact. I, I did some research. So I figured out who it was. Yeah. Um, so actually two people that I used to work with, you know, who would book me for events and manage my events at the Speakers Bureau, which is, you know, obviously haven't been going and doing speeches for, for COVID. Um, the Speakers Bureau laid a ton of people off, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic because we weren't booking any events. Yeah. And so two of them have ended up at Cameo, which is uh, if you're looking for this kind of job, all the cameo jobs are remote. So if you want to work at like a techie startup, um, I was scrolling through their careers page after I found, I was like, oh, that's interesting. These people are there. So they have a ton of like a wide range of different jobs and they're all remote. So if you like working at home, um, anyway, they seem happy there. Man, so I don't, I don't think of the back end of like cameo or TikTok hardly at all, right? That there's like a whole bunch of people working there and coding and I don't know what else they'd be doing. Yeah. Selling? I don't know. These, these people both do sales. 
they if you work at cameo they call you part of the famio oh it's better <laughs> than trying to make him into like chameleons or something yeah cameons uh so anyway so i was like uh yeah i'm on cameo i'm making a ton of cameos every day for the dogs like did you guys forget about the dogs not like oh my god you're doing so good with the dogs on cameo <laughs> so anyway they're like uh so you know we think there's a big potential for speakers on cameo and i was like why would anybody book me like me not right. as like gr mom like me professor Golbeck. and she's like well you know for like shout outs to like ceos or for like employees of the week or you know like welcoming people to a thing and i was like nobody knows who i am <laughs> why yeah. would anybody hire me for this yeah. uh but i think they're trying to build it up like i can see it and I don't know that they're pushing this yet, though. I did when I talked to her. I talked about this. Like I could see it where, like, um, so they have like a business side of Cameo, uh, which is, you know, they they market to businesses. They're they're much more bespoke than like the Cameo that we're doing with the dogs, where you kind of say, you know, give me a birthday thing that's X, Y, and Z. Like you have a salesperson at Cameo who will talk to you about like what you want, and they'll help partner you up with the right person. But it's often someone famous. I mean, it could be like Dolly Parton giving advice on employee motivation or something. Is that a mo the model? I, I'm still struggling to find this business. How it I, think they're, I think they're kind of figuring it out, frankly. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, so I one way that I could see it working is like, so, uh, you know, a lot of places don't have a budget to bring me in, right? Like I, as I have said on TikTok, I am expensive to have come in and do like an hour talk at your event. And so a lot of places are like, our budget is $1,000. It's $2,000. You can't book me or any other professional speaker really for that kind right. of budget. It's really small, like an academic thing. Sure. Right. But not a business one. And so if you have a budget of $1,000, you could get me to do like a cameo created, like here's a five minute, like, oh, you're going to have a breakout section mm. to talk about like data ethics. So here's a five minute video from me. That's like really like curated to your group. And I'm going to like give you one really compelling story and then talk about like, okay, so like, here's some things to think about. What do you think about X, Y, and Z? And then they could build a session off that. So it's that sort makes of sense. like so that. You could do like a coach thing. Five minutes sounds like a really interesting sweet spot actually. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, you know, I see there being potential there and they're yeah. just starting this up and, and trying to think about it. So I'm, I'm one of the first speakers they're bringing in for it. Um, I don't know why anyone would want me to do like Professor Jen Goldbeck to do a shout out to their employee of the month. Though, you know, you can book me on Cameo if you want me to. But, uh, yeah, but you could talk about data privacy in a company for some, you know, it'd be, it could be part of a two hour session. It could be like, here's what is scary about it. And here's why we don't want you, you know, exposing the data. I don't know. Right. Now, if you're going to like, you're going to do a panel session with like internal company people, but you can be like to open this up, like here's an expert on X, Y, and Z, like here's yeah. all of her credentials. And she's given us like this little picture of it. And I give them like a short, you know, three or four minute video. Yeah. And then, you know, then they go, okay, so we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z based on that. Like that I could see working. Here's how we apply it to us. I, that's, that's, that makes some sense. Yeah. So, you know, I think they're, they're kind of figuring it out, but I was sort of like, why would anybody pay for this? And then I was like, okay, so I set it all up, right? I made a little intro video, just, just like for the dogs, put my profile and they made it look all nice for me and set the prices and everything. And I was like, okay, so you know, I need to get booked now, right? Like it looks better if I have reviews. I'm like, maybe I should buy one from myself. 
No, like, I would buy it. Yeah, it's like I have no of, visible connection to you. You can you can be like Jen. I would love you to give me like a data privacy like intro for my panel discussion, yeah. and then you pay whatever thirty five bucks, and I get twenty five of them. So it's actually costing us ten bucks, and then you can give me like five stars and be like, oh my god, Doctor Jingleback is amazing. The best, hundred percent the best. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Wouldn't I have I? not done that, but uh, I might. That'd be good. You might. Totally. So anyway, I think you should have an OnlyFans, but I understand your reluctance. Reluctance, and so maybe we start with a YouTube video. <laughs> I'd always once fall a off week. the pole. It would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We don't have a pole in our house, everybody. You want the dad jokes? Here's one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm still toying with the idea. And if it were you, toying with the idea means doing it now. And if it's me, toying with the idea means maybe in a year. I'm just going to start making the videos. You're going to be folding laundry and I'm going to be like, do you have a shirt on? I'm coming in there and I'm filming it. Take it off. Quick. <laughs> I might have to get tattoos. A lot of people on TikTok seem to have tattoos. I, I mean, I don't think it's a requirement, though. I don't know. I'm just trying to do what the kids are doing. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy in life, you should do. There you go. Have we told the story on the podcast about my first husband's tattoo? It is one I of my I don't know. Fears. It bears repeating. It bears repeating. So my first husband now has a bunch of tattoos. But at the time I, when I met him, he had zero tattoos. But he really wanted to start getting some. Uh, I thought this was dumb. And you were both in your 20s. I mean, it wasn't like me trying to think about get tattoos now no that's that's right i mean i was 24 he was 23 yeah maybe um i was no i was 22 and he was 21 yeah we were very very young and uh he just wanted to get tattoos right it wasn't like oh you know this thing is really meaningful me or oh i'd like to get a tattoo of my favorite quote or my favorite book or cartoon marines and i get that tattoo right there's like yeah he's like i just want to get one like he literally went in like picked something off the board and what he picked was a barbed wire armband like around his (coughs) generic so generic i thought this was the dumbest thing i mean like if it makes people happy they should get what they want right and I guess this made him happy. I mean, he wasn't happy about a lot of things at the time. But was <laughs> charge didn't death. fix all his problems anyway. <laughs> he almost did a spit take. He was not happy. Uh, no, he was not a happy guy. And uh, but anyway, he got this thing, and uh, I would sort of give him a hard time about it. And then one night he was asleep in bed, and I took a sharpie. <laughs> he was a deep per- sleeper. Permanent marker. Permanent marker. And I drew, uh, so I used the barbed wire and then I drew in fence posts with like little grasses at the bottom all the way around. So it was like a barbed wire fence and then I drew a cartoon cow behind the barbed you, wire you fence. You draw good cows. My, my happy, cartoon cows are funny. It had, had some attitude. Yeah, it was yeah. good. <laughs> I still have in my like photos on my computer, I still have a picture of his yes. sleeping arm with the cow behind This is the why fence. I know what it looks like. Yeah. He he was he thought it was funny. Like he was a perfect. This is a missed sportsman. opportunity. He should have just gotten that as a tattoo. That would have been would have been funny. Would yeah. have been funny to be like, uh, I mean, yeah, barbed wire armband, but like on a fence with a cartoon cow that my wife drew. That I respect a tattoo like that. Man, you know you're in a bad tradition though when you draw on pe- sleeping people with sharpies. It's usually in a totally different direction. Yours was wholesome and nice and creative and well done. Yes. Thank you. 
but yeah, like then this is not judgment against tattoos in general, right? When did he notice? Like, did he did it take him a while? Because he probably wasn't checking that thing all the time. I feel like I had to tell him the next day. <laughs> you should have just. Would, I know for weeks. God, I don't. I don't have that kind of patience. Could have played it for weeks. Because it was so smart. Oh. I needed my brilliance recognized. Yeah, well, that's true. You also <laughs> aren't very good at delayed gratification. No, no, that's certainly true. My therapist was. I was talking to him about being stressed out about a thing, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, Ingo sometimes like we'll be sitting in front of the TV like watching a movie, and he'll be like, I wonder what this bad shark movie made at the box office, and." He wants me to talk about it with him. Because I want to say, I think it was this, or I probably think it was that. I have some idea that it's in Canada, so the dollars are different. So it was, I would have had all sorts of, like, basically bullshit about But we it. could have talked for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, that would have made me happy. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I know. And I go, Dave, he wants to do stuff like this all the time. And I'm like, I'm not talking about this. I'll just look it up. Like, I, I don't see, I don't understand why people want to wonder about stuff when the actual answer is just accessible and right there. Man. And he goes, you really didn't pick up on that social clue, did you, Jen? And I was <laughs> like, no, man, I don't understand why people do this. He's like, well, maybe like this is a thing that like you should practice doing in a low stakes way that just like just wonder about something for a while. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, this I'll is... do this because you tell me to do it, but I think it's dumb, and I'm always going to think it's dumb to wonder about something where you can just look up the know. answer. I just, maybe it's it's guys, or maybe it's from sports, but, like, there's a whole genre of, like, having these huge debates about, I mean, granted, about things that don't have an answer, right? Like, what if Wayne Gretzky was playing against Sidney Crosby yeah, today? Yeah, I, I don't something, have any you know? interest then, in that stuff You can either. talk about that for, that's the sport, sports radio. It's, like, two hours of that, like... You know, is high altitude really a thing? And does it is it does it favor the home team or not? And then they have some statistics, right? But there's no good answer. Oh, see, this this is exactly the kind of stuff where I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, there's no answer. Why are you talking about this? Like, you're not That's going weird. to figure out anything. Like, you're just blathering. Like, go do a study no. or look up the research. And if there's not an answer, there's nothing that you're going to get out of this conversation. But it's, a, but it's a whole industry of, like, I mean, certainly... You know, sports radio has always had stuff like that, where it's just like you know, just these weird little what ifs and and did you know this? This is quirky. I wonder why this is true. And then like three hours of uninformed <laughs> discussion. I mean, I think this isn't just talk radio. I think this is like a thing humans do that I don't understand. And Maybe I don't participate well. In. I don't know that all humans do. <laughs> I mean, I don't, and I am a human, and, and I, and despite it, what I've been accused of. It may be very ageist, right? This was a, certainly a thing before the internet, which is when I kind of did was doing this, right? Yeah. When it was, you couldn't look anything up, so you just had this sort of rambly debate, and everyone just kind of, you know, sometimes the, the people who shouted the loudest won, and sometimes... <laughs> People who kept at it the most won. Who knows? There was no scorekeeper. When uh, when I was an undergrad at the University of Chicago, and for much time before and after, um, the University of Chicago does a thing called scav hunt, mm. scavenger hunt, uh, in the spring, which is a very crazy... That's their name for it, scav hunt? Scav hunt. Boy, you guys are wild and crazy. That is a nutty abbreviation. <laughs> it's, it's quite a thing. So the thing a, is awesome. There's just, a list. I just think the name is a bit unimaginative for instead of scavenger hunt, you say scav hunt. I mean, it's just shorter. <laughs> I know. There's nothing else I mean, about I guess it. Some people call it scav. Scav even is a little bit better, although gross sounding. All right. So I'm going to read you the, the list. You have to get. So it's there's a list. Epic. 
So like on the day that scav hunts begins, like you have to, so you make teams. Often it's like the house of your dorm. It could be your whole dorm. It could be a club that you're in. And so you have a team and the day of scav hunt, like somebody from your team has to go to the launching of the, the list, the presentation of the list. Yeah. Like the opening ceremony. Yeah. Um, so, and then you get things on the list, things are worth different points. And then, um, like Sunday, there's a, there's the judging. It's 24 hours. No, it's, it's, I think, I want to say it's four days, Whoa. three or four days. Cause there's a road trip component. No. Um, like one year that I did it, obviously everybody starts in Chicago and you had to drive to Georgia <laughs> and it would like, it was like salt and pepper shakers from the IHOP on, you know, interstate. 35 64 whatever uh you know it in this like this particular ihop you need to bring back the salt and pepper shakers you know so so you couldn't just fly to georgia you had to drive it's just enough time like the road trip people have to leave that night yeah and then they basically arrive back the next day uh, the you know the day of the judging so it's just enough time so it's it's team members that are out for everything else then that's right yeah and usually have four who go on that um baby driver yeah there's a driver in the, in the nav <laughs> so uh yeah and so then you get judged on the last day and the faculty members are the judges each faculty member gets a page of the list which i'm looking is uh probably 20 pages 20 oh, pages 15 pages of items 132 items wow um but it yeah so here's some stuff nobody gets everything I mean, it's nobody not, gets it's not no, designed no. to like check them all off and do everything it's i mean like, get as many as you can in the time one one year when i did it an elephant was on the list like a live actual elephant well, yeah. somebody did get one if you drive to georgia you might see an elephant you have to bring the elephant to judging <laughs> somebody brought a live elephant to judge you can rent them get out yep shut the front door yeah, they an elephant yeah they, you have to bring it to judging and the judges go like that is that's an elephant <laughs> you can't have a stuffed elephant they're like no Jeez. Okay. Uh, Even not hops with a with a trunk and a tail or something. Hops with an elephant mask. That'd be pretty good. So here's an item from the list. This year, the Scav Hive Mind has decided to upload itself into the net. We've decided to collect your blood sacrifice in the form of zeros and ones to search for a COVID-19 cure. Create a folding at-home team to solve one of those wily Rona proteins and help scientists find a cure. Get a fold in with your personal computers only and the team with the most work units accumulated wins. Send your folding at home team name to scavfolds at gmail.com. What's so, a fold? Uh, so it's a it's fold- just like Smurf. Send your Smurfing <laughs> entry into Smurf and Smurfing. Folding at home is a protein folding simulator that runs as a screensaver on your computer and so basically when your computer goes to screensaver mode it connects to a central repository gets a protein folding program which is computationally very hard downloads to your computer and runs in little bits on your computer in like units and then sends the results of the simulation back up you're helping science with your screensaver you're helping science with your screensaver so SETI at home was the first one to do this the search for extraterrestrial intelligence you get a tiny little block and then your computer would analyze it for like signs of intelligence and send it back up you get points per unit and then you can sign up with a team. I had all the lab computers that I was in charge of running SETI at home under my account as their screensavers. So I was like winning for a long time on SETI at home. So anyway, this is your team can use their personal computers to run protein folding simulations as part of this thing to try to find a cure to COVID-19. That's very UFC. And so you get theta points 
for that theta points. The number theta? Yeah. Oh, you guys, you, my brain hurts. The okay. unabashed nerdiness. Number 74 is a pamphlet with helpful information from an Imperium of Man financial advisor on how to get the most of your Warhammer 401k. And you get 4.01 4 and then K question mark points. So Warhammer is a video game. Well, you, and you have to go to the Imperium of Man in Warhammer and find a financial advisor. Yeah. Wow. And then get advice on how to get. And then you have to go to the judges and be like, here is what we did for this. And then they'll decide how many points you get. <sighs> how many reanimated skeletons communicate without. Oh, let's try that again. How can reanimated skeletons communicate without tongues, lungs or vocal cords? Well, in Austrian, O-S-T-R-I-A-N, of course. And to help us bone up on the local skeleton, you've put together a small but lovingly crafted phrasebook complete with anatomically correct drawings showing the many ways skeletons sign and clatter their bones to get their 18 points across. Oh, you have to make an alphabet of bone sounds. Mm -hmm. Or not an alphabet, a yep. word book. Dictionary. No, number 77 is just Mandrake and Josh. One point. What is that even? What is that even? A lot of it is figuring out what it is even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here. Coming soon. Pokemon Clark and Lake set in a Pokefield version of Chicago. Show us a few of the game's signature Pokemon, including both new species and regional variants on old favorites. For each critter, please provide an illustration Pokedex entry and a set of four moves. Three points per Pokemon, maximum six Pokemon. You have to make Pokemon characters that are University of Chicago-esque. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Wow. Do they have to work? Uh, they don't have to work in the game, I don't think, because that would be an concept. extra level. Yeah. Wow. So when I was doing this, it, it was a lot like this, but some of it was just informational, right? Like. Find the phone number. How much did the State Department send to, you know, this project in Africa last year? And you literally would have to look up the number of the State Department and call the guy. Yeah. Who got real irritated by the second day, right, it's of all like these people 15 calling. 15 teams have called um, him already, yeah. Because the internet, you know, I was in college in the late 90s, so the, the web was around, but it didn't have nearly the volume of information that it does now. So you couldn't just look shit like this There was up. no Google. There was not even Ask there Jeeves. There was no Google. Uh, yeah, there was Ask Jeeves. Google, like, started at Stanford in 98, and I graduated in 99. So, But, but just, it didn't start out as powerful as it is now. No, no, there, no. If there's nothing for it to search, it really doesn't work as well. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, scav hunt is a good time. When I was in college, I sent an email once. Went to the basement of the science center and figured out that I had a, you know, a dot edu or whatever. fs.harvard.edu? Probably. Yeah. Address, possibly, or we all had an assigned one or I could You get an assigned one, one, yeah, typically. And I sent one to the, my friend who was sitting next to me at the next computer terminal. Oh, that's I was cool. like, oh, look, we just did email. And then, <laughs> like, we never did it again. Because <laughs> why? <laughs> it's very random. Because <laughs> like, I didn't have a computer in college. Oh, you're so old. I shared one. So old. I would, like, borrow computers. Oh, my God. I remember one night we, <laughs> my roommates and I were in the same, three of us, four of us, three of us were in the same class that none of us really liked. And we so we all had the same mid midterm paper due the next day, and so we were all using the same computer, 
And so we had shifts, and I had the, like the midnight to 4 a.m. shift or something. <laughs> I think I got a C plus or something. Uh, we sucked at that paper. <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> we had midnight to 6, and then I had to hand it off to the next guy who had like, you know, 6 to noon. And the guy before me had the, you know, the 6 to midnight shift. I don't know how I drew the I can't believe midnight to six. all you guys at uber-privileged Harvard, clackety, and you clack, clack, couldn't clack. get like a goddamn Tandy so you'd have a back up one someplace. it was almost a tandy you could go to the computer lab i think we could have worked in the computer lab yeah, we'd have to print off our dot, dot matrix paper <laughs> it would still have the like hole punches in the side of the yeah. paper that we had to rip off it was pretty uh different it was pretty different but we were too cheap to buy computers we're not gonna buy computers we're students you know how expensive those things were i mean yeah i know they were then by the time I was a senior, people had the Apple IIe's and were like playing. Tetris was big because still new. Mine Hunt, Minesweeper, Minesweeper was that the game yeah. that came installed? Yeah. Um, and maybe other if, games. Maybe if you didn't play Minesweeper, you would have done better on that paper. Yeah, those are different years. <laughs> all right, let me read you some more things from this list before you start going all old guy rambly on us. About I just it. did. I I let you go for a while because this is a three-hour podcast, but you're done now. Content is gold. No, no, that's just Go old ahead. man rambling right there. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm just. Wait, what you what you're doing is kind of rambling from the olden days. But go ahead. This, this is last year's list. I'm telling you what <laughs> people did. Go ahead. I'm not like banking my day. <laughs> Go ahead. We feel like we spend all day wiping down doorknobs. Life would be easier if we had a Rube Goldberg machine that would spray disinfectant on our doorknobs and wipe as its last step, ensuring the hygiene barrier of our home. Mm. 33 points. That's a good one. Make a low-tech or high-tech. Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, you could say it's a robot. Sure. Me mechanized yeah. thing. For the next edition of Shark Tank, I have <laughs> discovered... I've. Something I have a mousetrap. Pops out of your belt buckle <laughs> and sprays disinfectant on stuff. I know this is like you need the ping pong ball rolling down the track that oh. knocks over the coffee cup that like rolls a different golf ball out that sets off the mousetrap that it drops the thing. bowling ball on the, mm -hmm. the spray, the spray can. Exactly. And go. Uh, yeah. All right. Last one. Because this is just if if you're considering going to the University of Chicago, this is what people think is a good time. This is the high watermark of good time. Highest. Let, let, let's not let's not over oh, yes. let's not undersell that. This is all mo I don't want to say all sober, but people sober students sober. enjoy stuff like yeah. this. Using any musical instrument that you have available, record yourself playing "Think About Things" at its tempo of one twenty-seven beats per minute in the key in the key of E flat minor. You are not required to play the melody, although you can. You could play a rhythm guitar part or a bass line, or sing melody or backup. Three submissions per team. What is think about things? Well, I mean, I is this a University of Chicago song? No. Um, our is it Sesame Street? <laughs> think about things is, uh, no, our theme song is, uh, hang on, let's see if I can play it here. Your theme song is incredible. I can't wait too long. Okay, go ahead. Oh, my God. Ingo, I was trying to show Ingo that song that I just put three seconds of because I don't want to violate copyright and get a flag for it on our video. Yeah. So I put in three seconds because that's fair use. And as I was showing it, the entire computer crashed, just like shut itself off. And then I started up GarageBand again where we record, 
nothing. There is zero minutes. I gotta say, you handled it well. I was on the ground in the fetal position. I wasn't actually, but mentally, I was ready to give up on everything. But you were like, clickety clackety click click clack clickety clack. I have a PhD in computer science, and I found the auto backup hidden in a secret folder. The auto backup. It's like in the cloud or something. Uh, anyway, we got it. We didn't lose anything uh, except a few years off our life. So. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't lose an hour of our time. <laughs> anyway, that song is uh, is by an Icelandic group whose name has many decorations on the letters that make me incapable of pronouncing it. And a lot of Ys and THs. It's, uh, I was saying, Iceland, for a small country, man, they make a lot of big contribution to music. And not just Bjork, although a lot of it's Bjork. Well, let's toast to auto-recovery. We poured our champagne while we took a break. And Iceland. And Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also took the opportunity to feed and medicate the little cheese, take him out. Yep. Bring him back in. He has to eat every 12 hours, and we take that very seriously. I mean, it is it is 7.30 to 7.30 to 7.30. It is, it is a very, we're very disciplined about it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'll have For a good reason. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know, we'll be able to flex a little bit on everything once he gets more stable. But I keep saying maybe one day he'll be able to get snacks. Eventually he'll be able to get snacks. But I, I don't care if they're like, you know, rocks that are pr- approved by the vet or something. Just the vet concept of rocks. giving snacks. I'm I thinking think of something that's ice. In, I was thinking of something inert. He might not want ice. I don't have to be beef flavored ice. I don't know if beef flavored ice would be okay, but you could give him ice cubes now. That's a rock and it's vet approved. All right. Okay. Have we tried it? We haven't tried them on ice Mm-mm. cubes. No. Oh, well, look at that. Who knows? Project. All right. So, yeah, we don't need to go back to the scav hunt list or... I mean, we can. It's 135 <laughs> items. You could read each one of them. Daddy Fryer. Fleur. Think about things. I think we were talking about, what was it? Working out stuff before the internet and fighting about being like... Wondering about things. Wondering or I mean, not. We're not fighting. I respect that this is a thing people do and I'm just not capable oh, of Oh, you and I aren't fighting. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, arguing about a result versus having an actual answer that is correct. Oh, yeah. No, it seems dumb to me. <laughs> don't spit out that tasty champagne (laughs) um yeah okay well all of this comes back to you need to have an OnlyFans, and if you won't do it then i'm gonna start making them as youtube videos and you're just gonna film me secretly i'll i'll set up the OnlyFans, and it's just gonna be like at gr dad on OnlyFans, (laughs) and i'm not even gonna tell you i'm just gonna post like it'll be like (laughs) hidden hidden camera of me like singing to myself as i do laundry it's like the domestic equivalent of like secret upskirt photography it's like (laughs) wholesome And, and not at all, like, oh really violating. God, I never knew what my husband was doing while I was out of the house, so I set up a secret camera. And this is it, and you'll be shocked by number four. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's, 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 napping. <laughs> he's napping. He's <laughs> napping. I did take a picture of you last night, which I will not post to the internet. Oh. Uh, you were asleep in bed. Yeah. So you were in your spot, and you were on your side, facing my side. I was not in bed. Mm-hmm. But in my spot head on the pillow and everything was guac Guacaman. facing you and you guys had like your little arms entwined <laughs> and your knees were touching it was so cute and i was like please don't let them wake up please let me take a picture of this uh, more likely he would wake up i i mean it was very cute. when i stopped petting him he scratches me <laughs> <laughs> the intertwined was the, was me petting him until i fell asleep i think he has become more aggressive with like flipping his head under the arm to be like pet me Put oh that yeah, hand on my head. I, I think I have a snap of that where it was like mm-hmm. pet, 
and then drop the arm and he digs under the arm puts it on his head and like moves his head around like <laughs> it's a dead hand i'm gonna pet myself Glock. with this dead floppy hand Glock, come here i'll pet you what's he doing now he's i can only see his yeah, butt he's just looking around like oh i didn't know you could see me in the kitchen <laughs> he's just exploring i don't mm. think he's in trouble yet okay that's but fine. his thoughts obviously are guilty thoughts yep guilty all right oh vood is in there too so they're probably yeah, messing knows. with each other at some point, your dad is going to give the dogs carrots on this three-hour podcast, but not yet. He took yeah. the carrots out, and I was like, come on, we're podcasting. And he's like, they're for the podcast. And I, was I have like, big oh. plans. Yeah, no, I have proof. Uh, we'll but have to, like... If you don't remind me, I'll forget the big plans. <laughs> and I'll have a pile of carrots at the end. Okay, so, yeah. uh, at Ingo Burghardt, if you want to encourage your <laughs> dad, check out OnlyFans slash you know, your dad. I would be I totally know. sad if you forgot about this. <laughs> Profits, dear dad. So, uh, <laughs> Lo- you loading the dishwasher. Step three is profits. Uh, step two is film Ingo doing stuff around the house and saying funny shit and post it on the internet. Step no. three, profits. Step one is that. Step two is the question mark. Step three is Step profits. three is fans will heckin' love it. Step three, profits. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about some house renovation stuff. Sure. As we said, our our bathroom was like a crack house. It, again, at the time we were making do, I we kept kind of going, this is the way it is. No, you kept going like that. I would go in there and feel sad yeah. in the depths of my soul. And I was like, well, at least, you know, toilet isn't falling through to the ground floor. There's something. It's not that, actively leaking water right now. I think that was my thought. That was about the level that at we were it's at dry rot <laughs> there was there was like a shower right so not like a tub like a shower that was tiled but they were missing tiles that thing grew stuff at some point in like the last six months i just like it was so disgusting that i like i mean i spent like two days in there like bleaching and scrubbing and yeah. then i like pulled out cracked stuff and like caulked things like just as like a stopgap so it didn't look like a biology experiment in there and wasn't sort of obviously leaking water through the tiles and i think it was i mean it like the grout was coming off in parts like i'm sure i mean they because when we when they came in to redo it i was like i know you're going to have to replace part of the subfloor around the toilet because they did a kind of half-assed job when it was leaking through because it was rotting so they put in this as like temporary they ended up having to replace pretty much the entire subfloor, like both layers of it, because everything had leaked. I think the only thing it. holding us on the second floor were the tiles, not the actual things it under the be. tile. It was not good. Uh, no. But you anyway, know, I, I mean, tiling is hard anyway, but this, like the shower basin, if you ha- it has four corners, right? And the water would pool in two of them. And yeah, it wasn't sloped, The deepest right? point was not the, uh, no. was not the drain. The deepest point was some corner, rando corner. And then it would grow stuff, right? Because yeah. it would never dry. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, so someone had asked, like, have you ever told the story of buying this house? And I think it, we sort of have, um, that I really was like, we need to have a house in the Keys and was like stalking Zillow. This house was on the market for like nine months and it's like made out of concrete, so no hurricane damage. It's on the open water. And it was cheaper than all the other open I water mean, houses. I mean, like a third and cheaper. You and knew this from stalking Zillow, yeah. I, I mean, I knew literally every house that sold. And I was like, why is this house cheaper and not selling? And it's because 
basically the people who built it in the 90s still lived here or the husband had died the wife still lived here she was older which is why there's an elevator and they had not done a damn thing to the place except hoard stuff yeah i uh, think that's it and they were both hoarders including cats well <laughs> they had two but but it was were there just two i think there were two alive at the time yeah uh i mean there's cat everywhere and look we're used to living with a dog everywhere and it was way worse than that well for you it's much much worse too because you're allergic to cats but even uh, but i mean just like the dirtiness from the cats Mm -hmm. right like we have there's fur on stuff all the time here there are still nooks and crannies like behind the water heater or something where there's occasional cat fur oh my god i mean everywhere and like cat pee on stuff Uh, everything was broken like one level of broken or another yeah uh and just and if it wasn't broken it was just dirty I mean, like it was grungy. filthy, broken, not like the, obviously the toilet, it, neither of the toilets worked right. I mean, like you could flush them, but like, like the flange was broken on the guest room toilet, like water would come out underneath, right? Because the house is elevated, as you can stand under and like you'd flush it and then like water would come down. Which is really it? scary. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the best the realtor could say was it gets got good bones. He must have said that. Like it didn't though. Times. It had termites, <laughs> which we had to s- which is yeah. a, th- it's a different thing down right. here. He, than and it then is he said North. termites aren't a big deal down here. Everyone has them. Everybody gets them. There, so we have dry wood <laughs> termites down here in Florida, which don't do the damage of like termites that you have in other places. Um, but They're lazy, s- like everything else in the Keys. They're like, eh, it'll take us a few years to eat but this house. You have to um, like tent the house with like the yellow and red circus tent. And you see, th- you see them every week, right? There's a tent set up somewhere because they just come, right? They're, they fly all over the place and then kind of every 10 years you have to retreat for them and yeah. so there wasn't a lot of damage but there were termites and everything everything was broken that's how we bought this house is that we could afford it and, the, and there was, was the landscaping was crap there's nothing i mean it was nothing it still looks barren it was it was, it was kind of barren but wild like it was a bad combination of neither <laughs> simple and well kept you know but but sim- elegantly simple it was just neglect. Yeah, the neglect. landscaping was empty, there was like but a also neglected. Fifteen foot cactus that was thirty feet around that like just threatened everyone's life. But they that was like the only thing. There's like yeah. a couple palm it was, trees. There was a random like walkway to nowhere that started Literally. at the mailbox and went ten feet into the middle of the lawn and stopped at a rock. Like at a rock. Nothing there. There was nothing. No gate. Mm-hmm. There was no anything. It was just a little walkway. No. It's really weird. Oh, and we found out they had used to have a dock. But let it just after it had an accident with some boat, right? It, like they took they the insurance money and then just didn't fix they it. They let it, it just away. float away. <laughs> so we've had to do a ton of work on this house, like both, like we've had to replace the air conditioner and the water heater, and we yeah. just replaced the fridge. The stove is okay. The dishwasher's barely limping along. We did the one bathroom. We're going to have to do the other. But it's so, there's just so much to do that we have to do it in chunks because it's expensive. <laughs> so yeah. that's all to say. We redid the bathroom, thank God, because that thing, it's like the one room in the house we didn't paint. When we bought the house, we came here for a week, we bought a mattress, it was the only furniture in the house. And then we bought five gallons of white paint. Yeah, and we painted everything. We painted the ceilings, the walls, everything, the same paint. I guess we painted the cabinets turquoise. Yeah, that's right. That is is what we did for a week. All we did was paint. Yeah, Uh, it was a lot of work. It was... It was not the most fun work. But uh, it made a huge difference oh yeah. already. I mean, that's sort of how bad it was, is that painting everything white made us so much more feel like it's a livable house. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it was disgusting. 
Uh, but we didn't paint the bathroom because we were like, we need to fix this as soon as possible. So whatever, two and a half years later, we finally get it fixed. Uh, so we put in, as I have mentioned on the podcast, a jetted tub, a luxury I never thought I would have in my life, which actually wasn't even that expensive. It's not that much more. Which is a tub with jets and yeah, bubbles. Yeah, a whirlpool tub. Oh, it's really yeah. nice. Um, so as I think I've mentioned, I started taking baths every night, fill the tub up, get in there, put the little jets on whatever have a seltzer water and like just really nice so i was trying to this is a real adulting podcast we also have mentioned we have a financial advisor now and since Ugh. we spend <laughs> we spend a lot less money than we make which is a good way to live your life but she's like okay so i want a kind of rough sketch of a budget for you guys not that she needs like all the details but sort of just like you know what are your outputs every month i was like i have no idea it's just so much less than we make we just pay our bills we just pay the bills and then stash everything else away um i'd be real stressed if we were trying to spend all that money especially because it comes in in erratic spaces so right um yeah so we you know even though it's really nice living in tropical paradise we're not actually living a very lavish <laughs> lifestyle no. um so i've been trying to like okay here's our recurring monthly expenses all of this stuff and we've been adjusting things like we finally cut our cable I yeah I we weren't watching tv anymore and, and we so just we said why are we paying for the tv because it turns out tv is a big chunk of the bundle that you buy right yeah i mean our bill has gone from 260 dollars a month to 60 dollars a month for the internet which is pretty good uh so i've been like you know just kind of go, okay here's what the average monthly bill is for all of this stuff and i was looking at our water bill and it's like now, water is expensive here in the Keys because they have to pipe it down from the mainland. So our regular water bill is like $90. A month, though, right? Not every three months. Some a month. Some places have every three months. Yeah. yeah. $90, $120, you know, oh. whatever, $130. And then last month, it was like $240. It went up like not quite double, but close because I've been taking baths <laughs> every night. It's like a huge amount of water to fill up. Oh, yeah. It's, think of the 10-gallon buckets that you put in there. Oh, yeah. so, mu so much water. So I was like, oh, I don't need to take one of these. I mean, not that, like we can absolutely afford me to take a bath every night, but it's just like, oh, I didn't realize that I was like, it's more like, geez, I'm using a lot of water. So then I was like, because Inga was like, oh, you know, is it because I'm watering the plants? I was like, no, you've been watering the plants. I'm like, what we need to do is have it so you can use my bath water to water the plants because totally. I get in there and just, I don't soap. Or, like I take a shower to oh, clean myself. Soap is good for plants. It's fine. Yeah. So I'm like, what we need is to like channel the water out of the tub so you can water the plants with it. I'm like, so, you know, the house is elevated, right? So I can literally see the pipe that comes yeah. out that drains the tub i'm like what i need to do is like drill a hole in that and tap it and i'm like then you can use that water i'm like oh we can get a 55 gallon drum and we can drain the tub water into that plus then if we ever have to hide a body we have a 55 <laughs> gallon drum <laughs> and your dad's like i think the 55 gallon drum will be more useful for the water than a body i was like you say that until we have a dead body to deal with Ingo, and then that 55 gallon drum is going to be really useful oh this is just something you you and your true crime <laughs> thing where, i mean i've now seen some of the the serial killer documentaries and stuff that you have watched mm -hmm. and read and there are bodies in 55 gallon i mean this is a thing if you it's totally if a thing. your neighbor wheeled a 55 gallon drum out to the 70 percent chance there's a body 70 percent chance there's a body there's not <laughs> oil in there there's not water in there it's a freaking body just yeah. just call the cops and have them check it out or yeah. if you're real adventurous take a look 
God, I would totally look. <laughs> yeah, you would. Anyway, that's a thing with murders. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to find a way oh, to I just, do this. The thing, the thing is, we could do it, but there's a high chance there'd be leakage. We would... We could totally do it if we brought a professional in. And it would be a sort of normal thing here. Like, there's yeah. plenty of houses that are not hooked up to the water. They're on cisterns. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them have gray water systems mm-hmm. for, like, watering your lawn yeah, and doing they, stuff. Yeah, they have – because we don't even have full um, gutters, right? We have right. gutters only on one side of the house. To Just pr- so it doesn't – yeah. Splash on your head as you're on the porch in the front. Yeah, so, so we could put gutters around and do a, a full – Gray water system. Yeah. With once we win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> we we also have that and solar panels on our list for like fun environmentally conscious projects. Yeah. Oh my god, we need to Yeah. We have a solar water heater booster on the roof, but it is now no longer hooked up because when we bought it it wasn't working. No. We'd have to unplug it. I <laughs> eventually had like put a timer in there because it would make these weird whirring noises at night. It would. It didn't and it didn't make any difference in the electricity cost. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was working. I think it was set up to pump water. Like, I think they pump water up to the roof, and it gets solar heated up That's there, and then it pumps is. back into the water heater. What a dumb idea. Then you have hot water, like, when you don't need it in the morning or something. I mean, just so, so yeah. weird. Anyway. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so that's that's my great idea. So putting in a gray water system would be super cool. Like, I'd be way into that. I would love it. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, my God, do we need... We do need to win the lottery. We need a lot of money to do we all. We do the basics first. Inside first, maybe then that, because it's cheaper to do 100 bucks a month for your bathtubs than put in a whole <laughs> gray water system. We, uh, uh, the, I would say the top projects on the list in order, one coming soon is the seawall, which is going to be a project we'll be bitching about for a long time when they do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. We're going to get a dock. Yeah, but they're going to need like, you know, excavators and, yeah, and big gonna rocks are going to be moved and you know whatever oh, it's gonna take a equipment long time too. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard and it's going to be su- like there are places you can buy a house for what it's going to cost to put the seawall yeah, in but like, drive it like a cement truck erosion is a bitch man in rising sea level like we have to do this like oh yeah parks otherwise we'll be the cars will be underwater or like the beach yeah. is definitely eroding away and our the level of our property is lower than our neighbors yeah. i think because it's just kind of they have seawalls and so we'll get these big floods and it takes more out takes more of the ground out so it's going to be good but it's going to be a huge huge project yeah. we just but we we're also getting a dock with it we're getting a dock like a wood dock which is going to be awesome like guac dock diving guaco man oh, yeah. dive off the daco man that's going to be super cool guac dock yeah uh, yeah yeah there's a whole thing there but uh so to to do that you have to get an engineering survey which i did and then you have to apply to the army corps of engineers for a permit which normally takes like a year and then COVID and it turns out the person at the army corps who was handling our thing wasn't doing much and then quit. And had so short then somebody timer, else got short it. I finally, I mean, it's been about a year and a half and I finally emailed a couple weeks ago and I was like, could you just check on this? Like, I know it takes a long time in COVID. I just like wonder what the status is. And then a couple of days later, it's like, you know, they're like, Oh, this and this. And a couple of days later, like, okay, you know, it's done. We're just waiting for the paperwork. So it probably just got stuck on somebody's desk. Um, but anyway, so those permits are coming. So we, we're still a ways from this project because then we have to get a seawall company to quote it. And I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. It'll probably be in six months, which is good because we got to save up a lot. Well, of there'll money. be a lot of questions like, you know, we have Lake Queso when it rains. It, like, 
we have a lake in our front yard and that all drains into the ocean is that going to be okay I with a seawall which way it's supposed to drain i don't know if it's supposed to drain to the street or to the ocean or i mean right now it drains to the sea yeah which means you know we need to have like gaps in the seawall for a lot of water I out <laughs> i don't know i mean they the good thing is like they are professionals yeah, at this yeah. but I could see them going like we have to regrade the whole property that's and right. all of our grass goes away. <laughs> and I mean, not not the side stuff. That's fine. But yeah, that's high enough. Grading under the house, grading the front yard like they may have to do the whole. Th it's going to be such a fuck. Hey, as long as they do it. I don't, I don't care. No, it's just going to be a lot of money. And and yeah, I have this temptation to start doing it myself. And that just is not going to do nope. anything. Nope. Like I'll my two wheelbarrows full of dirt moving from the back to the front or front to the back just isn't gonna make i mean also difference. especially because you don't know what you're doing well right i'm like, helping <laughs> you're moving stuff around but like you don't know if you're moving it the right way i have a vague idea that i have a plan being formed like i said you don't know what you're doing <laughs> and uh yeah the, yeah i was saying it the long way you were saying it the <laughs> short way sure uh so anyway that's that's gonna be the next big project which i'm a little intimidated by it just cost wise but it'll be fine guest bathroom we have the tile picked out. We literally have the vanity downstairs in our like little oh, enclosure yeah. waiting. We have all the easy stuff done. Yeah. They they basically, I mean, but the rest will be easy. I'll be like, put in a shower, get this toilet from Home Depot and install it all. I mean, it's going to be We're doing a shower there, right? Like a walk, walk in yeah. shower, not a bathtub. Right. Right. A shower there. I think that's fair for the dogs to walk in and get showered. It'll be a little, I mean, the downstairs one is good, but sometimes we do need to do it up here and yeah. it'd be nice to have that. So because you can't always drag voodoo over the edge of the bathtub because oh, he's like, cause he's, like a, he's like some kind of giant heavy snake <laughs> so that we got to do and then eventually we will do the kitchen like i i really like the cabinets and stuff but like the countertops are kind of it's it's 60s. everything in here formica i think is the, the substance formica maybe i mean they're just plain white but uh, they are uh yeah. yeah thank goodness they're white and not fake wood or something where it's like <laughs> oh, more so problematic ugly. yeah Everything in this house was kind of contractor deal cheap contractor in 1995. Grade, which is the basic. Just the cheapest ass. The hollow version. doors, right? The, the, yeah. the, 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 the not even complete doors, just like hollow. So no. we're doing one thing at a time to make the, it better. It's true. I mean, this is to the windows, right? The, the, the. You are now free to talk about the windows as much as you want. Sliding glass doors, whenever the wind blew. They didn't seal all the way, so it, the it wind whistled. Howled. It would howl. It would howl, and you could, if you adjusted the three doors just right, if you like opened two a little bit and closed the other one, you could change the frequency of the howling to make it more palatable. And sometimes you could stop the howling for a little bit, but then as soon as the dog wanted in and out, the whole thing would start again, and it would do the what is that sound? Yeah, it was. That's pretty close. It was actually. very close. Yeah, <laughs> so we got kind of used to it, but. It was not pleasant for me. I just thought like the house is un, mm -hmm. not airtight, not watertight, not not secure. When it rained and the wind blew against the front door, it's true. Water would come in under the front door, and if it was windy and blowing against the front door, the front door would move. The entire frame of the front door would move. You felt like it was going to open up anytime soon. Like, like Vink the whole would, door would. Vink come would off. startle out of her sleep and start barking at the front door because it because it kind of would crack and move mm -hmm. like it was haunted. 
Like I was going to say, it could be that our house is just extremely haunted and we just keep going, oh, it's just another <laughs> maintenance project we have to do. And the ghost keeps moving we around. We just need an exorcism, damn it. We don't need all these repairs. <laughs> I, you know, I will note that like it wasn't until after we replaced the doors that the entry, like the little panel that covers the entry to the attic literally now lifts itself up. Yeah. I posted a video about this on my Gen Runs with Dogs uh, TikTok I was in my little office, the guest room, and I hear this noise, and I come out. So there's, you know, the little hole up to the attic. It doesn't have a pull-down staircase. That's right. In a horror movie, it would have a pull-down staircase. Yeah. Right? It would be the, 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 the ladder to the attic, but there's no, it's not that kind of attic. And no. no ladder. You need, like, a step ladder, and then you go up, but there's, like, a big rectangle, and it's got a kind of plywood panel yeah. that covers it up uh, that's painted. But I go, and I look up at the panel, and it's just lifting itself up. I mean, it like at a 45 like degree a angle coffin lid yeah it, it's not hinged or anything it's just kind of you know floating set up in there and it just lifts up and bangs back down that didn't happen no. before we replaced the doors we replaced the doors and suddenly the attic entry is banging itself around so the ghost is like oh i can't howl at you through the doors okay bitches i'm not strong <laughs> enough for the doors but i can bang on this attic here's lid. what we're yeah. gonna do that's yeah. true. That's, That's a true. thing that happens now. Could be aerodynamics, but also could be ghosts. Ghosts. I'm <laughs> going to go with ghost. Uh, Definitely yeah. could be ghosts. There's some weird noises. Le- yesterday, we were sitting on the porch, and we thought someone was walking around underneath us. I heard that again today, too. There was nobody down there. I was yelling. I was like, I have a gun. This is Florida. You better watch out. Yeah. Didn't, didn't deter anyone. We went down. There was nobody there. No, and it wasn't voodoo either, although it could have been. <laughs> Sometimes voods fall yeah. asleep no, down there. We forget about him. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, yeah. House renovations. House renovations. I'm going to get the dog's carrots. Hang on. Okay. You well, don't, don't hang on. Do whatever you're going to do. <laughs> do your thing. It's your <laughs> podcast. I will say that, like, my strategy with both. So I have bought two houses in my life this house and my Maryland house. Um, my strategy with both of them is buy, buy the house that's falling down. And then, you know, I could, then I can afford something in kind of a nicer place. Uh, but my house in Maryland looked pretty haunted too when I bought it. The paint was peeling off the siding. It had asbestos siding and the windows didn't seal right and everything was broken. But, uh, you know, I could afford it and then I just fixed one thing at a time and it was livable and it was fine. All right, I'm going to pause while we finish care time. All right, let's just take a moment to listen to the background crunch. Real life recording of a piece of timber with termites in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any other house renovation stuff you want to talk about, Inko? No, I think the storm windows are cool. They're super solid. Mm-hmm. There's great videos on YouTube of people hitting them with sledgehammers. <laughs> we have not and won't because no, I like mine. Not. Yeah. They will eventually crack. Yeah. But they won't break and let hurricane blew into your house right right yeah uh painting the outside of the house we didn't really do it but it looks real nice real crisp if you only have 400 bucks or something invested in painting yeah it does look a lot you better don't need to, you don't need to do much else in your house but paint like we just painted our cabinets they're the same kind of old crappy cabinet cabinets but we put new hardware on the doors and painted them and they're they got remarkably better yep i did that in my house in in virginia too where it's like they were brown oh man i harassed you for a long time dated. to do that and just painting them white and putting on new, you know, handles, made hardware. Made a huge difference. Made a huge difference. Makes it look much fresher. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these are probably realtor tricks too, but if 
you got to live there, you kind of like it too. Yeah. Or what did you find? <laughs> like we had the the old dishwasher. We still have the old crappy oh, this dishwasher. I'm so proud of this. Yeah, but what did you find? Yeah. So our dishwasher, all the appliances were mismatched because I think stuff broke and then they'd replace. The dishwasher is clearly original from the 90s. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just barely holding on. I mean, it cleans the dishes. But it's very loud and it's just, it's just interesting. If you open it at the weird time, it leaks. <laughs> uh, and it was, so it's like black on on the edges and then like almond, yeah. like that. It's not yellow. It's, it's not white. It's tan. Yeah. Uh, the, the ugliest kitchen color. Uh, very 90s. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot live with this. It just makes me sad to see it. But I was like, man, it, you know, it's going to be, and especially when we bought the house, right? I mean, we took all of our available money <laughs> and put it into yeah, the no down okay. payment we, on this we house. We were scrimping a little bit that, the, you know, coins in the sofa. That's sort of always, uh, I mean, literally, I think I took my buckets of change and we <laughs> cashed them in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and both times I've bought. My, when I bought my house in Maryland and we bought this house, it's been like that where it's like yeah. every penny is going to like hit that 20% down payment. Uh, and it's like, okay, I mean, we can replace the dishwasher, right? We have, we still earning money, right. but like, God, there's so much other stuff to do. So I found on Amazon stainless steel, basically contact paper, like a yeah. sticker that's stainless steel. And so it comes in like a wrapping paper style roll and it's got like little marks, just like contact paper on the back, like a little grid. So you very carefully you can cut it to really precisely, right? With yeah, the grid. You yeah, just cut it with scissors. Uh, so it looks like, and it looks just like the stainless steel front of an appliance. And it matches the oven and the microwave. So that it matched something already. It didn't match the refrigerator, but but you had like two out of three things matching now. Yeah, it. And I was like, look, this stick-on stainless steel, like it could look super ratchet and crappy let's just try it and i put it on and i was like it totally looks like a stainless steel dishwasher it like looks fine it is like not the ugliest fine. thing we have in the house anymore no so it's like that dishwasher is staying until it breaks yeah basically which may happen any day now but mm -hmm. but it's you know every day is another not having to spend a grand or whatever dishwashers cost these days yeah so uh it's it's good and i i love that i was just able to buy whatever 13 dollar roll of stainless yeah. steel contact paper very carefully and precisely cut it very carefully stick it on there with care that i do not normally put into my <laughs> projects uh it looks great hey. it turned out so good we did just break down and get a new refrigerator yes i'm super pleased with the new fridge i am too yeah and we moved the old one downstairs into our little enclosure space because we really need two fridges between like dog yeah. stuff and we, we sort of have the weird combination of small household so we don't eat everything right away. We don't like drink all the milk right away. And right. we got to keep things a long time in the fridge. And we got leftovers and stuff. But we didn't have, you know, the the freezer out in the pool, you know, the meat freezer in your in your garage or whatever. We just had a one side by side refrigerator and the both sides were overflowing. Always just packed. I mean, you t I would take out like, you know, the the. In order to get at the orange juice container, I had to move three mm -hmm. different containers. And in the freezer, everything was stacked like bricks. So if you wanted like the the bottom one, the top things would, r you'd bird. risk a collapse at all times. And things would fly out and hit your foot. And it was just <laughs> that, all oh, a lot. cans would explode on the ground. <laughs> it was and very like dramatic, <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> dramatic. Since I'm a vegetarian, right? And, and when, 
we are at home. We eat vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, you're fine with it. Yeah. I buy a ton of fresh produce, which takes up a lot of space. It like, does. It that doesn't, doesn't squish. fit in the crisper drawer. I buy like two heads of cauliflower. Yeah. Well, that's like half a shelf. That is a, that is a whole compartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but like the cilantro, right? We put it in a, a glass of water or, a, you know, so, yeah. it, so it stays longer. Hot tip, put it in water. It'll, it'll last longer even in the fridge. Um, but now we have two fridges, which makes a big difference. Like we can keep stuff downstairs if we want to in the staging fridge. Yep. <laughs> kind of like the beer fridge. It's not exactly a beer fridge. There's some beer in it, though, I think. Yeah, but it's more important that there's also a freezer down there that we can keep stuff in. For sure. That really takes the pressure off this. I mean, this freezer was... Oh, it was not. There was not no air, which they say is very efficient, right? <laughs> You've got to <laughs> fill all the air, and that means that the cooling efficiency is very high. But there was no air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're very good about cleaning it out and cycling it through. So it's not like we had s- six-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was a 27-year-old walleye in there or anything like that, <laughs> right? There's nothing like Bluegill. Nothing, nothing yes. that weird. <laughs> I'm making a reference here. My, uh, I think we may have talked about this on some older podcast. Mm-hmm. So my paternal grandfather died when I was in high school, and he and my dad were really close. And uh, he, my grandfather was a big fisherman, like outdoorsman in general, but he loved to fish. And apparently he had given my dad like some Ziploc bags of bluegill filet. So if you are not from the Midwest, bluegill is sort of a... Not a highest quality fish. Not the highest quality fish. I mean, I don't like fish, but bluegill, is, it's sort of like the thing you can catch as a kid. Kind of like, like it's a, a bluegill trout. Fish. Is that? I mean, I don't There's not a trout. It's not a trout. Now, now I'm going to have to Google it to yeah. describe it better. Um, but it's a pretty small fish. Like, it, it'll fit in your palm. Freshwater fish. Let's see. Also, sometimes called a sunfish. I know they got real wicked little spikes on their dorsal fin because I got spiked by those things all the time. But it's just kind of like a lake fish. It's not exciting. It's not exciting. It doesn't taste all that good, but it's edible. There's a reason you don't have them in restaurants. Yes, you would not get bluegill, <laughs> bluegill at a restaurant. Yeah. And uh, but they were, they were kind of all over the place where we grew up. And you, you know, you go out fishing and you catch whatever you catch, right? Yeah. So sometimes you catch a bass and sometimes you catch a bluegill. Yeah. And so you can fillet them and you get these like teeny tiny little, <laughs> you know, like chicken finger sized fillets out of them. <laughs> But my grandpa had given my dad some Ziploc bags of bluegill fillets. It was, it was probably the death of a hundred fish in those bags. <laughs> it's like two little Ziplocs. Like, it was like a pound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before he died, he had given those to my dad. So like 20, 25 years later, my parents have... And they were in the freezer. They were in the freezer. And my parents have like a... Like they're, they have a basement freezer, right? A, a bonus freezer that's way bigger than our it's fridge. a standing up one though it's, it's not a standing the, it's up not one. like the meat freezer kind where like bodies are always found later right with the you know but it's like more than six feet tall like it's big it's a big one yeah. big giant one they also have a bonus fridge like i yeah, i think my grandma's old fridge from, the, from 50s the 50s with, like, i was gonna handle. say that's all rounded like it's those 50s cool. cars <laughs> yeah yeah uh but it's right yeah. it has the, the handle the big lever handle where you open the one it. where if you get stuck yeah. in that fridge you're gonna die because you can't open the door from oh, right. the inside well you know don't go in the fridge. Don't be meat. Don't be that guy. Uh, so anyway, yeah, somewhere in the back of that freezer, because like my dad is a hunter, right? And so if he like, so he goes deer hunting. If he gets a deer, that's a lot of meat that you need to freeze somewhere. Can't eat it all in one night because no. no. So no. so that's 
you know, it it becomes sort of necessary to have a freezer that big. Yeah. Somewhere in the depths of that freezer, uh, this is, you know, 15 years ago, maybe, they found these bluegills from my grandfather. They were They were maybe 15 or 20 years old at the time. They had been in the freezer for 15 or 20 years. And my dad's like, we're going to totally make some of these for dinner. And so he, like, thawed them out. It was, it was just like a lump of, like, giant stuff. Thawed them out. And it was fro- freezer. Bi- I mean, there was, like, oh, frost so in there. Oh, so freezer burned. It, was not, it didn't look particularly promising. He went to Farm and Fleet, which, again, if you're from the rural Midwest, oh. you know Farm and Fleet. It's not the Fleet Farm. Farm and Fleet. They have a grocery aisle, which is quite limited in its selection. But one of the things that they have is, like, fish breading. Oh yeah, if you want to fry fish. But they also have like a fashion aisle and a you know tractor aisle, oil. You can buy tires and oil. (laughs) You can buy like fifty-five pound bags of corn. Flannel. Definitely can buy overalls. You can buy overalls. I think my dad buys most of his clothes and coveralls or jeans. I'm sure it's like yeah, working persons, working man's, working persons' clothes. It's like before you had Walmart. Yeah. If you lived in the country, like where are you going to go buy your stuff? You know, if you're working, that's right. You're not gonna. There's no like seer. There's no or like, like a target. Stores. If you don't have a department store around, that's true. You know, they had kind of the basic stuff there. That's true. Um, so anyway, he goes in there gets and breading. gets breading for it, and yeah. So you know, dip him in milk and. I and bet he was super excited because he's not usually the cooking guy. Oh, he he uh, this almost is like never a, cooks. A, yeah. An interesting project for him, right? He's gonna do it. So he you know puts in the milk and then the eggs and then the breading from farm and fleet yeah fries them in a little pan and they made a video of them yeah. eating it and my dad's like oh yeah good and then he's like to my mom like come on try some and she's like you can tell she's like i don't want to eat she this. knows about <laughs> salmonella and like botulism but and also stuff. like oh it's gonna be all tough and also freezer uh. burn and i am impressed that she got that down without gagging she, i mean she may have gagged she, she was not en- enthusiastic about it like your dad she couldn't fa- feign the enthusiasm I, he, think I think he was just happy he didn't die and it was like s- vaguely food shaped he, he <laughs> thought it was great my dad has no worries about it. he's like there's mold on it just cut that part off it's i'm fine. i am further in his corner uh, we, we have had struggles we have fights this. over this yeah. where i'm like absolutely not you may not eat the expired thing <laughs> like those are just suggestions and it looks fine and i'm like throw it away you're like this egg smells funny and i'm like it smells like an egg it's fine i'm gonna eat it that's uh, they all smell like sulfur there are times where i have seized food and brought it out to the trash can because i know inga will eat it otherwise seized (laughs) you've intercepted yeah there's one time so i'm better about this now though before we move you know before we came down here to the keys we so our coming down to the keys and the pandemic coincided with ingo's daughter going to college Mm -hmm. before that um you know obviously we we had this house here but we were mostly up in dc and ingo had custody of her part-time and so we both had our separate houses and when ingo had custody of his daughter they would be at his house and i would stay in maryland right that was in virginia and we're in yeah so i i like to say i shared custody of ingo with his daughter so he'd be at my house or he'd be in virginia with her and uh, so he had, he didn't see her, you know, it wasn't like every other day. I think it was every weekends. other weekend yeah. or on, on a lot of weekends. So he'd buy food for his house, but he'd only be at his house for like two days. Extreme, I mean, I love going grocery. It's extreme mismatch. I love going yeah. grocery shopping. 
and I love picturing things I'm going to make and stuff and that I need, but I'm, I don't eat it all. And I certainly didn't there. Right. So no, I, that's right. Like I would shop like I, I was going to eat for a week and then I was going to eat for two nights and then not again for two weeks. It's like Friday night, Saturday night, occasionally Sunday night. And you guys got takeout all the time. So oh, yeah, you basically no, we were totally making screwed up. one we're thing. Like, Let's get Chipotle. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so at some point he had bought, was it ground beef? Do you remember? I'm sure it was also ground beef. I think there was some chuck roast in there. I mean, I had a, some meat in the freezer that was in the freezer for a while. No, no. This was in your fridge, and it was past the expiration date. Oh. It was a little bit gray. You know, that's just air. And he was like, I'm going to make this. And I was like, do not make it. <laughs> you are going to die. If you get lockjaw, at least I won't have to listen to you <laughs> complaining, but I don't want to hear it. Like, no, do not eat it. And I don't know if you ended up eating it. You I don't did know. cook it. Did I? You, you absolutely cooked it. Oh. And then I think you were like, oh, no, this is really not okay. If it tasted bad, I wouldn't have eaten it. I mean, that's yeah. I do have that filter but but i'm i'm much more willing to try it but today <laughs> taste it today we were doing the instacart you know like putting stuff in instacart to go pick up at Publix, and i was like i was sitting on the couch and goes in the kitchen and i was like okay like what do we need i'm like what's the status of the bagged salads that we have we like eating bagged salads these days we yeah. bag the bag salads they have are all the time like the taylor farms bag salads are really good and yeah. they've got varieties of those but they go bad randomly right they like do. even well before the expiration date like you know, I think it depends on how they've been transited. And it's and not whatever. always the same kind of mix of lettuce. Like sometimes it's more some one kind and some kind. I mean, it's just very, it's very, you know, na nature. Yeah. But you can get one that like is, you know, a week before the expiration date and you look at it and it's kind of slimy in the bag. It like does. Yeah. Or some of them expand. Like or they there's get puffy. clearly some, I think it's fermentation going on yeah. where they, they're like all of a sudden just like rock hard puffy bag puffy bag <laughs> which is never a good sign so like I'm when the air, when the orange juice container does that that's bad too. yeah so I'm like Inga what's the status of the salads he's like none of them are puffy and I was like this <laughs> is not the only basis to judge I think I also said they're they're not they're good till the 28th and I was like look at them and tell me if they're slimy they, is, they were not are they slimy. wet they were not slimy or puffy. <laughs> there was an episode of <laughs> Hoarders. They're not talking yet. <laughs> so Hoarders is a show that I used to watch a lot, and now I'll occasionally watch. Because um, it's always the same thing, and it's sad. It, it's really sad, and, and what they do is not really helpful to people who, I mean, hoarding is such like a really complicated, difficult problem. Um, yeah. I remember like early when I was seeing my therapist telling him that I watched this show and he's like, that show is terrible. Like that's not how, cause he treats a lot of people with OCD, which oh, is yeah. kind of a, because the premise is that you, you clean the house out and then everything is fine. And it's a happy end. And it, and it turns out yeah. it doesn't fix the people. I mean, they, you know, they pick people who are in these cases where like they've had 18 reports from the county and the county's like we're coming to your to inspect your house on saturday and if it's not cleaned out and like up to fire code L livable yeah like we're we will arrest you and take you out of the house and condemn it and knock it down and yeah. so they have like four days to do the thing right so they kind of pick these cases where literally the only option is like throw shit out yeah, and these are the people like they, they can't they don't have a path to the bathroom anymore or yeah they, their, their kitchen hasn't worked for two years and and it's just like it's so sad it's just so it's sad very sad 
Uh, but there was one episode of that where they, you know, and the, the formula of the show, and, and frankly, I think the formula of people who have kind of reached that really terrible point with their hoarding is that they think everything is valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, mo- the, mm-hmm. you know there's specific kinds of hoarders. but There's a reason why they can't let go of stuff. Whatever the thing is, right? These broken plastic hangers, like yeah. I could use those for this thing that they're never going to do. And it's and it's almost always stems from some trauma that they had. Absolutely. I mean, th- this is a pattern in the show that I've realized, yeah. right? It's like someone's dad died, or someone was forced out of their house, or estranged from their parents, and th- and then that after that it got real bad, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it's clearly more than just laziness or or like oh, an inability sure. to 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 throw things out right i mean yes, it's, it's like not, it doesn't, i don't know where to it start it doesn't apply to normal life as much right this is a severe mental break it's a disconnect right? it's, it's a real sure. disconnect yeah yeah where it'll be like okay your house is infested with roaches and mice right this happens all the time in these oh, cases yeah. and okay so we've like dug down to like the third layer all right we found this bookshelf that you hadn't been able to access before and uh, we have to throw all these books out, right? All these textbooks we have to throw out because they're half, soaked with half eaten rat pee. Or rat and urine, yeah. yeah, and there's like like bug droppings on them. I mean, they're disgusting, we're, right? We're, they're even, like we're, we're being euphemistic. We're being surface level. It gets much worse, actually. It gets much worse, gets yeah. Much worse. But they're like, but but that's a really good book. Like, that book cost me $100 when I bought it for class. I was going to read that. or, or I mean, Yeah, it's so one of my favorite books. Oh, I collect that. And it's like, they just can't see. It's like moldy and soaked in rat pee like you can't even open it it's got like cockroaches crawling out of it and they're like but like that's a really valuable thing yeah so that's just to say there was one episode where there was a woman who uh they were trying to go through the stuff from her kitchen and and sort of food hoarding or variations of that is a pretty common element of this where she there's a lot of people who shop a lot like they'll go to thrift stores or they'll do it with groceries and so they'll just have a ton of stuff. Yard so sales. Yeah. So she's got all this canned food. And they're like, this, you know, this can of beans expired seven years ago. She's like, well, it's not puffy. It's not puffed out yet. And so it's okay. Like, I'm sure it's, it can't hurt me. And they're like, you can die from eating this can of beans. It, it puffing out is not the only indicator of whether or not it's safe to eat. And she just could not get that. She's like, it's not. I mean, so I think fine. I heard somewhere that the only time you ever get botulism is from um, cans that got dropped that are bulgy. Oh, no. I think that's the only way you get botulism. Have you seen that commercial? This is a there's an old commercial for Game Show Network, which I don't know if is even on the air anymore. Mm. Uh I don't know. We don't have TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a channel called Game Show Network, which may or may not still exist, and they had some like new game shows but they also would replay like old old school game shows yeah right and of which there are so many infinite um so they they one of the commercials for game show network when they were starting out was all of these people like a dude in his hospital bed and some people in a break room and you know somebody in the appliance store yelling botulism <laughs> <laughs> so, so it just cuts to like guy in his hospital room going like botulism you know some woman like sitting in her kitchen just looks at the camera and she's like botulism and like three people like in best buy going botulism <laughs> and it's just like this escalating chorus of people yelling 
botulism. And you're like, why are they all yelling botulism? And then it cuts to like guy on a game show set. And Family he's like, feud. what is typhoid? And it's like, <laughs> bah! and everybody's like, ah, because all the people make upset. Every time I hear botulism, I think about that commercial. It's very funny. <laughs> On Twitter, I'll post it in the comments of this. I know it's on YouTube. Anyway, so that so that <laughs> to get the curve, to get the corner back, when yeah, in, when you helped me get rid of stuff in in my old house, there were a lot of cans and a lot of things that were expired or or like surprisingly old. We can talk about that to the extent that you're comfortable, because I know you were a little embarrassed about things. I'm Dear not Dad embarrassed. Is not a hoarder. Fine, I would have eaten that stuff. Not not that part. Just cleaning out your house. That oh. weekend I came over, we cleaned I'm, out your house. Uh, you know, I'm a pack rat. I, I I love the idea of having like the the workroom full of old wood. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I if I had the space here and I had a workroom, I it would be full of crap that I'd be like, oh, now I need a corner, a 45 degree, you know, <laughs> piece of this kind of wood. Oh, here it is. Look at that in oh, the pile. Yeah. yeah, I totally would have that. So I have some hoarding tendencies because it might be useful. You, you do say the stuff that hoarders say, but when GR Dad was selling his house in Virginia, so what is this, like summer of 2019? months ago, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, that's right, summer of 2019. So before the pandemic. Fall. yeah, fall. I, I guess you actually sold it at the very beginning of the pandemic, like you sold it March or April, but that's right, we were January. cleaning it out. Was it January? Yeah. Yeah, but we were cleaning we it out. We didn't know it was going to be pandemic. no. Uh, I'm just like timing wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it yeah. was it was fully pre-pandemic. There was okay. no in- inkling that it would go crazy. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so we were cleaning it out ahead of that because his daughter was going to school. So it's like, okay, he doesn't need this house anymore. Um, so let's sell the house. And so, uh, you know, I never lived there. I mean, I spent one or two nights ever yeah. at your house. Um, and so I. You know, I had no say over it, except when Jir Dad got LASIK. Uh, so Jir Dad got LASIK a bunch of years ago. Like and seven years ago now or something. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, you can't drive yourself after LASIK because your eyes are all dilated and messed up. So, you know, I drove sliced. him. Sliced. They're all sliced. <laughs> drove him to LASIK. He gets the surgery. He puts on, like, the big grandma glasses that they give you. We drive back to his house, and then they tell you, like, take a nap. And part of that's because it's been sort of a stressful day, but also like your eyes are actually kind of sore for a couple hours afterwards. So like take a nap and then you sleep through them being sore. It was not hard for me to it take a nap. It was very easy, so, um, I, which I knew. Geodad's great at taking naps. <laughs> and so, mm. all right, Geodad is upstairs sleeping. His daughter was at his house and... Playing video games or something. Under Minecraft. the stairs of Geodad's house, he had every box with the packaging from Amazon that he had ever received. Because you never know. Exactly. And I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He will never need these things. He orders stuff from Amazon all the time. I'm throwing these away. So I'm like packing stuff up. And and Eva would come downstairs. She's like, do you need any help with that? And I'm like, I'm good. And then eventually I was like, I need to put this all in my car so I can drive it out of here. I was like, Eva, come down. We're going to take this stuff out to the car. She's like, okay. So like the whole back of my car was like jammed full of like these giant trash bags full of like packaging and boxes from amazon it was very satisfying i mean that was a great house because i had this huge basement with nothing in it yeah and, and a garage and a full two-car garage that was so situated that you couldn't drive a car into the second half mm-hmm. so it was just perfect for crap i mean i did accumulate a lot of crap so i went over to his house 
like he was kind of slowly sorting through stuff. I'm like, you got to get rid of a lot of stuff because, like, you're going like to move. It was like the in- ho- full size hockey goal that I used for two weeks, where I shoot. I had the garage like set up with a hockey goal at one end. It was, yeah. And it was like two weeks while we were playing hockey. I was like, I'm going to practice my shot and stuff, and, and didn't. But the hockey goal stayed for five years. Yeah. So uh, you know, for me, it was like, okay we're going to merge our houses, which isn't a thing that we had to do before. Right. Like I have a full complement of house stuff that you like, that I like. And, and I have stuff that I have stuff. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to keep out stuff that you want, but like we have to pick a bed. It can be the bed that's in my house at Maryland no, or the bed true. that's in your house in Virginia, but we, we don't have room for two beds. We don't need one on top of the other. Yeah. No. So like we have to pick one and like you have a whole house full of stuff and you should bring all the stuff that you care about but my house is like like we don't need another dining room table like i had a big heavy one in the in the house that wouldn't have fit in the maryland which i was gonna say is was nicer than mine but wouldn't have fit in my house different sizes and different everything's layout i mean dear dad's house was maybe 50 percent bigger than my house it was just it was all on one level too, and st- or more on one. It was just a little different layout, and there was more, a little bit different. Yeah, you had more room than me, room. though. I think so. You th- I mean, my house is nine hundred square feet. Yeah. Yours, yours was probably thirteen or fifteen or something. Maybe I had a little bit more of a. I mean, neither of his big houses, layout. but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like okay, you know, so your couch is falling apart. We're not going to bring your couch. <laughs> you broke the Ektorb chair. <laughs> We're not going to bring the broken I, chair. I had broken it before. Yeah, it was yeah. cracked open. Yeah. Uh, and so it was sort of like okay, you have this basement full of stuff, and like you know, there's like power tools and stuff. Sure, like let's bring those over. But there's a lot. Like you had like twelve crappy suitcases. Yeah, my parents would come from Germany with two full suitcases of stuff. For a while, they were like cleaning out their attic too, and they were bringing yeah, like giving us their crap, my old books and stuff. <laughs> and then they would just leave a suitcase, or you know, and be like, "Oh, we're doing you a favor. Here's a suitcase." Or you know, I and I had one or two. Like I had a garment bag that I used to use when I traveled with suits and stuff. And so you know, there were old suitcases in the attic because I had ton of space. There was no incentive. I had like old mattress and you did have old mattresses. The, I think this is something that every young person ends up with who gets gets older is like those metal bed frames that you fold up you know that that you can expand to make a a a queen size or something you know rectangle but they fold up and they're on wheels i mean i had like three of those i don't know why yeah but because they come free with mattresses a lot of the time come with the house or something and i had two to bring in but i had those and it's just all this like random weird stuff yeah old rugs probably and yeah yeah and stuff where it's like did we we brought one of your rugs to maryland yeah but i had other rugs that you know just wouldn't have fit we don't need rug on rugs. it's like or you can switch this one out for that one but i think one was an old one that i got from your maryland house actually i I think that may be the one that we brought over actually Mm -hmm. and then got rid of the other one but but in any case dear dad had a lot of stuff that was in no way going to fit into my house. In fact, even if I got rid of all my stuff, <laughs> his stuff wouldn't have fit in my I house. I also had like three lawnmowers because one didn't really work. Yeah. One worked, but wasn't as good. And then I had the new one. And then I yeah. had a push one. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm coming over. Whatever you want to keep, you tell me. 
But if you don't know, I'm going to throw it out because you get emotional like this is the, you know, cheap ass suitcase that my parents brought in, you know, 2012 when they visited. And I'm like, I can throw this out if you can't. Yeah, it wasn't exactly that, but it's definitely things like that. Yeah, I didn't get attached to the suitcases, but no, the stuff yeah. in the garage, like the second chainsaw or something, I'd be like, oh, I kind of like this chainsaw. And, you know, I know I have a bigger, better one now, but I kind of like the old one. Too. What if the new one breaks? Let's talk about cleaning out the garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> the garage didn't look that full. This is more like the hoarders now. We're, we're turning into trigger warning if you don't like rodents. <laughs> so we're in the garage. Uh, and yeah, so it's a two-car garage. You can fit a lot of stuff in a two-car garage and oh, yeah. not have it look that full. So there was ah. like some Apple machine like from the 1910s I in there. I bought that with the house because it never got taken out. It was like an Apple peeler or cruncher or squeezer. A giant Apple machine. juicer. Juicer. I think. All right. So whatever. Like that just came with the house. It had like, like a conveyor belt and a, and a big flywheel. Yeah. It was cool. It didn't work, unfortunately. It no. was super cool. But there's like a bunch of shelves with stuff on it. And then there's like piles of, you know, oh, he had bought bags of concrete at some point. Fine. Well, they got wet. So now they're just blocks of concrete. Like big bricks. Yeah. And I had like, you know, gutters that I was going to install, but never got around to and like pieces of wood. And, and but you had the hockey bag in there. Also old hockey bag. Yeah. With it's pads and equipment. And, and skates. And, yep. All right. Now. Proper hockey skates are old, expensive. Old skates. They mm -hmm. weren't my new skates. So I go into the hockey bag and I'm like, okay, you know, even, you know, Jared has a full bag. We each have a full bag of hockey equipment in Maryland. Um, Jared doesn't need any of this hockey gear, but, you know, we can at least donate it to some place or, sure. you know, bring it to play it against sports or something, right? Somebody will be able to use this. So I go into the hockey bag. It smells terrible in there. And I pull out the skates. And like the back, like heel part of the skates has been eaten by it something. A little hole that is rodent size. It's big, big eating by rodents. And your dad's like, but they're still, you could probably still use them. And I was like, no. I don't think no. I said that about the skates. You did not yeah. want to get rid of the skates. A hundred percent did not want to get rid little, of the skates. Little rodent pee, you know, never wow. really hurt anybody. And I was like, we have to throw this entire bag out. Something has been eating this. Yeah, I know and what so it was. As we're going through, and there was a bunch of stuff that came with the house, like lamps and like all that stuff and the weird fans, like, old fans, old fans yeah, all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, we got, we have to get yeah, rid of Yeah, because the house had ceilings that were probably six foot six high on, on top. They're not regular. They were, the, the top floor the was not regulation. Floor. The yeah. second floor was added on later and it was way short. It may have been six foot six high ceilings. And yeah. then the little old lady who lived before me put in <laughs> ceiling fans everywhere <laughs> that hang down about a foot. Would have decapitated. So it was just yeah. decapitation city. For, I'm six foot two, right? So I could walk, but if the fans were there, yeah. I would be hitting the fan blades. So she had fans in every room. I don't, there was no air conditioning, no central air. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had to take all those fans out. But of course, I kept all the blades and the, the I kept the whole fans and so the blades. And, the, and, the, and then I put it in the side room to the garage yeah. yeah and there's bed frames and i think there was an old mattress in there sure, some pallets sure. and i'm like we have to get all of none of this is coming to maryland you don't need any of this no, like, no, we have it to was get rid trash. of it. it was that was an easy call i just hadn't done anything about it because you know, i had space so we start moving stuff out and i i don't know what it was that i moved but i was like oh my god like there's a rat in here not a mouse it's a rat I and know. you're like there's not a rat in here i was like i saw 
the rat scampering did not believe me so we continue moving stuff out and then i was like ingo i want you to look up on that rafter right there because that's the fucking rat like hanging out looking at us moving shit out it was a big rat yeah, yeah rats are awful it but i would just can we acknowledge there was a giant rat living in your I knew I had a mouse, slight mouse problem in the house. <laughs> this rat. But the rats were new and threatening, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that made it easier to throw everything out that was yeah, in the garage. Yeah, because, yeah, then it was just a war against the rat But domain. the basement, I mean, I threw out, like, like, dear dad didn't, wasn't getting a Christmas tree because it was too much work. So at some point I bought him, like, the the easy, you know, mega pack of, like, Christmas ornaments, like the instant. Target, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it's like a three-foot-tall, like, cylinder of whatever, like, four colors of Christmas Generic ornaments. Generic Christmas ornaments. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, don't, you, I guess you always got a real tree. You didn't have a fake tree. There right. was There was, like, the holder for the Christmas tree. Oh, I have one of those in Maryland. We don't need it. I may have had three of those. Yeah, you did have multiples of those. You always buy a new one because you can never find the old one. You I buy don't a have new that <laughs> problem. Uh, so, you know, I'm going through. I was like, "Tell, look through your basement here. Yeah. Tell me if there's anything you see that you really want, and I'm going to throw the rest of it out. And mm -hmm. I promise if there's anything valuable, I'll keep it. I think it. I, like, pointed to the erg to keep, yeah. and then everything else was like, eh. So I, I was like, this is my responsibility now. And yeah. I kept some of the, the power tools. The power tools. tools. I mean, I think we kept most. or I mean, there was no, we could use them here. Right? Stuff so that we that can use, right. Fair. Yeah, no, I, I didn't just But I also had like a 12-pack of neon bulbs for some reason where I had like one neon light <laughs> that was on 30 minutes a month or something because it was over the workbench. And I don't know, my dad had bought that 12-pack once yeah. from Home Depot. You had like some... Like a few IKEA things that you never had installed anywhere. Yeah. Like a uh, yeah, like, like a, a medicine vanity cabinet or something. Or something. That I just never. And knew. I was like, what? Nobody's gonna buy this. You this know, we put anything I usable. We put out at the curb, and you have an active curb picking community in your yes, neighborhood. Turns out, way active. Oh my god! So we put out like, okay, we don't need these chairs. We don't need this. And I put on Craigslist. Very like, aggressive. Everything at the curb, like it's free. Yeah. You know, come and take it. We put, yeah. a, I mean, decent stuff out there. The suitcases yeah, went out there, like right? Chairs and 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 yep. you and know, mirror and, and I mean, just stuff that was that was we weren't going to use, but it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Quote unquote art and art. Maybe. Uh, yeah, and then but I would also put the trash out there for them to come. So like, I cleaned out his kitchen and any food that was still fine from the pantry we brought to Maryland, but all the expired food, which we all build up tons of expired food in our cabinets. I put in trash bags out there and so I like put it out, you know, put up on Craigslist, take anything you want at the curb. And the next day I come back and like the trash bags are picked through. Yeah. Like there's trash all over the ground because people just like would dump stuff out and took some yeah. of that stuff. It's but a little sad. I mean, no judgment there. Like when, when the pandemic started, our friend Judy, um, who was in a high risk group had, you know, she was like, yeah, you know, cause she had um, college age, at least one college age kid, maybe two, living in her house and and she's high risk and so she's like you know I've, i'm gonna i've rented this airbnb like out in west virginia and i was like go stay at my house like we're we're not coming back <laughs> like, yeah it'd be great to have somebody she there like isolated in our in maryland i yeah. mean she stayed there for two weeks or yeah. two i'm sorry two months i think she lived there for a long time and uh, which was great <laughs> you know she's like watering the plants taking care of the place we had you know, been gone for a relatively short amount of time. And so it was great to be like, okay, like somebody's going to be there. And at some point she's like, 
is it okay with you if I clean out like the expired stuff from your cabinets? And I was like, it would be a gift for you to do that. Dude. And so there, you know, there's like seven cans left like, <laughs> at the end but of before it. Before it was like we had old refried beans or old like black beans, you know, stuff, stuff you have where you're like, oh, this will be good for tacos some point, someday, right? Yeah, and and I mean for me especially with that, it's like okay. Um, what am I going to make for dinner? I'm going to make the sweet potatoes with black beans. I better get black beans at the store, and then I buy them and use them. But there's like four cans of black beans still in there. In the back of the, the cabin. <laughs> I mean, it just happens, yeah. Yeah, so she cleaned it all out. But, I mean, same thing. She threw out almost all the stuff. It's really empty now because she threw out all the expired stuff. She also organized my spices, which was super nice. Got a little, like, stepped shelf yeah, thing for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very... I don't know. She did a good job. I don't know. Uh, anyway... You I like it when you do it better. Yeah, no, but it was, I mean, I was happy with her doing it. Yeah, uh, but it's the same as me. I was happy with you doing it for me. It's nicer sometimes to outsource this stuff. Yeah, so by the time we finished, I was just piling stuff in. Jared had this kind of corner of his driveway that couldn't be seen from You were the like in a frenzy. I mean, oh, it was like a, a blur. You were on the video. You're a blur that is moving way too fast. I'm walking around like holding my head, looking at stuff. Like, oh, picking, do like, I keep I'm, this? I take like one teapot. And I drop it on the pile to be thrown away. Yeah. And you, you've like moved three dressers and two, and two, uh, you know, AV systems there. This You're is like, literally true. Yeah, and screw this. We don't need this. The cable box part. We don't need it. There's uh, nothing. You know. The, oh, the oven. Put it out. <laughs> don't care. Uh, by the end of the day, I had a pile, and I was like, we can't. We can't handle this pile. So I called like whatever one eight hundred got junk. Yeah, got junk. I, I think, think it, it was, was literally guys. got junk. Yeah. They were great. Well, so I was like, look, okay. you guys, like, I, you know, we cleaned out the house. You know, we're moving. We cleaned out all this extra stuff from the house. It's in a pile. It's <sighs> ready to go. Most of it, you know, all the loose stuff is bagged up. Can you just come get it? And they came and they're like, okay, this is whatever, a quarter of a truck, yeah. 500 bucks. That it wasn't cheap, but it was gone. I mean, it, it, was, was gone. it was done and it was gone. Including like the big, heavy stuff that was really it hard It would have taken move. 20 trips to the dump with, a normal, oh, with, sure. our, with our cars. It was great. So they just sent the guys out. We paid him the money. So we, you know, we worked through Sunday night and I called him on, you know, sun probably Sunday night. And I was like, oh come get God. it. They came and like by when we came back the next week and everything was gone, it was great. So much stuff. They did a really good yeah, job. It really was it just a lot of crap. But you were shocked at seeing it all out in a piled up like that. Like Oh, yeah, it was a lot. It was stuff. very hoarder like, in fact. I mean, yeah. I had space, so I could still walk, right? It wasn't like... Oh, your house wasn't a, a hoarder house at, at an all. an emergency but situation, yeah. but it was a lot of crap, yeah. You you definitely had stuff that you didn't need, but yep. you you had, you had could have fit twice as much stuff in that house, and it would have looked fine. Yeah, I mean, I had, yeah. look, again, I had a, a, a half attic, a big garage, and a, a lot full, of stuff that was empty. full basement that yeah. I wasn't using for anything. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're 100% not a hoarder. You may have some, like, pack rat tendencies. Like, yeah. keep that thing because it's good. Yeah. And it was just not a priority to, like, throw away all the suitcases, right? Before yeah. before the house became a sell a selling item, right? It's like, well, might as well keep it. My parents keep coming. They can bring them, take them back. Your parents left stuff at your house. Like they I sent them a whole box of stuff I was, back to I Germany. I was wondering, like, did we ever mail them that box yeah, yeah, or did we, we did. just pack it up? And they're they like, oh, like we got it. Thanks. Okay. They yeah. had like boots and shoes. Your dad had some coveralls that he'd work in. Your mom had a few <sighs> outfits. They had like a teapot. Yeah, but they also had like AAA triptychs for, for yeah. trips to, you know, South Carolina and stuff. And, and I mean, just Rand McNally Road Atlas. They had a Garmin. 
They had a they had a old school Garmin. A, a na- yeah, na- navigation device that they stopped using, I think, but they might have still used. I mean, it was just a very random collection of stuff, but it was a full box of stuff that they had just kind of kept. Big Go- box golf shoes. Well, we threw away their golf shoes because they didn't golf anymore. But they had two yeah, golf. Yeah, we bags. did have golf bags. We gave those away to somebody. I think we like donated them or or said take them. Yeah, I think we tried to sell them and just nobody wanted them. I think so it was like two hundred bucks or something. I mean, it was no, or hundred bucks. It was so little. It was like almost a full set of like tightlist clubs, but they were twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah, we tried anything of value. I no. mean, I love making like the money hockey on goal. Stuff, right? We just left to, for people to take. Tried I don't know what and just nobody. That, yeah, yeah somebody it? took it. I put it out the curb. Somebody no, took good. it. Everything that was good in your house went for free to a home of somebody who wanted yeah. it. Like people took everything from the curb. Some people got, like, we had your dining room table, which was really nice. That was really nice. The chairs. And you had a restoration hardware bed. Yeah, it was super nice. fancy bed. It disassembled pretty well, but yeah. You had a few really nice pieces that we tried, that we wanted to bring down here, and we priced out the cost of having it moved because it was so big that we couldn't move it. Even like an Ikea shelf, we checked, like, to see if it could be moved down here, and we were going to paint it white, and we had these big plans. You had that really nice, like, turquoise and blue cabinet that was in like the playroom for eva yeah yeah gla- which i i still loved but it was gonna cost like three thousand dollars to move the stuff down here and we're like we can literally buy all this stuff new again yeah. for three thousand dollars and like renting a u-haul trailer to move my old stuff down to a house that you know may or may not match it it was just a very big yeah. investment for keeping stuff that I didn't have an emotional that wasn't like the dresser I grew up with either right, right. I, like I'd bought it 10 years ago it wasn't none of it was my childhood stuff yeah know? no so like there was some guy I kept putting stuff on Craigslist and getting very few bites for it but some guy came for your dining room table and I was like look if you see anything else here that you want like we're not moving any of this like you can just have it yeah so they took your bed I was like we'll just leave it out on the porch yeah, like that's come right. get it they took a bu- they were so grateful no that's good I think they were I think they had like a kid who was you know like 20 who was moving out and they were trying to help him furnish his apartment and so we ended up they it's ended so up good when there's a match like that right where mm-hmm. like someone wants even gently used stuff and has an immediate use for it and you're just like I would be throwing this away yeah. It's such a good, that's such a good, like, continuation. Yeah, it feels so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like would have loved stuff like that. Well, like the patio furniture here, right? Yeah, we we bought, when we moved in here, we are like, okay, we know we're going to sit down on the porch. Like, that's the most attractive place in the house. But we were broke, as we said, because we spent all of our money on the down payment. So I bought, like, the cheapest possible, like, Wayfair patio set just so we could have a place to cheapest sit. Cheapest possible solid stuff i mean you could have probably that's right it wasn't freaking wicker or something but this was better yeah uh i mean it was you know 150 200 for the for like a coffee table and a couch and two chairs it was pretty cheap and but whatever it was fine yeah but eventually you know a year later it was like okay like we've got some money let's upgrade the patio stuff so we got a decent patio set and i put the whole old set out on the curb and our ups guy was like i like he was lingering out there our UPS guy is super nice. Of course. He's like, yeah. and so I went out and uh, he's like, yeah, I was just sending my wife pictures. We need something like this. I was like, look, if you want it, I'll move it back in. So it's not at the curb. So nobody takes it. Just, you know, come by, give me a call. So he came, I think I gave him my cell phone number. And so he came by at the end of his shift in, with the UPS truck. Oh, and that's I, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we loaded like all the stuff in there and uh, 
like the next week I saw him, he's like, oh, like it's so great. Like she bought new cushions for it and like did all this stuff. Great. Like he was so happy. Yeah, that's, like that's, that's a good great. story. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, like the bed frame. I mean, if someone can use it, that's it's really it's nice, cool. right? It's like practically new. Yeah. There are like, there are the bulk of my life, I would have been so grateful to get like a quality piece of furniture sure. to use that I wouldn't have been, a, there's no way I would have been able to afford that like yeah. until sort of recently in my life. So it's good. Yeah. But like the couch, we had to throw away. You, do, you don't want to keep a stuffed couch. No. Uh, in fact, remember, we put a ton of the furniture out, like the big pieces where it's like, okay, we know we're not going to bring these to my house, but yeah. they're fine. And we called the Salvation Army and uh we're like hey you know right. here's all this furniture they took like, some of it yeah but the couch they wouldn't take the yeah, couch. Like we don't take stuffed stuff or something yeah. like that right because like yeah. ew gross well <laughs> granted yes yeah uh anyway all right well that's a lot of rambling about yeah, let's take a break and i'll figure out what else to drink for myself <laughs> okay but we're probably getting close to a couple getting close to three hours well, we can you know decide that on the break okay all right taking a break fighting on the break Okay. <laughs> Cry a little more. Here, here's something Voodoo hadn't eaten. All right, we're back. He's eating that box. Uh, so while we were on our break, we got an email from someone who adopted one of our foster dogs from 2016, um, telling us very sadly that he has cancer and doesn't have a, a lot of time left, maybe another week. And so I was uh, reading to Giardad. I was going back through because Ben, it was September 2016. 16, we had two dogs. We just had Hobbs and Vink. It was before Maggie and Jasmine came. Yeah. He and we'd fostered others, like, but like they a weren't dozen others. intended to be third dogs. We were like, two dogs is a lot. We, we've, got a, we've got our hands full. All the fosters we never intended to adopt. Yeah. I think we did this guy, and then we definitely had one more uh, who became Bentley. And then I think I was like, you guys, I really need a break. And yeah. then we got Maggie and Jasmine. They were and like, look like, at these oh, sweet dogs. It's I a bonded pair. Trick, tricked you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. so I was going back through. I remembered this dog uh, who came to us as Zeus, but I was trying to remember more about him. I so think we called him Luke. Yeah. We called him Luke, I think. Uh, they certainly named him. The people who adopted him certainly named him Luke. We mm. probably tried all kinds of weird names with him. Uh, so here's my yeah, message. Probably, they were probably the ones where we were like, Jesus? Should we call him Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> it's just another deity. Yeah. Uh, so I have these great pictures of him. So I said, hi, everyone. So I think he, he came in. He was really emaciated. He had been starved wherever he was from. A super skinny, like even skinnier than St. Patrick, yeah. I think. You know, just like you can see the hips. And then there's but he like was so much younger, right? That it was like, it was it was more painful to look at a young, skinny dog. Yeah, he's seven right now. Um, so he was, young, yeah. you know, Two. in 2016. Yeah, uh, he was young. So I sent, so we get an email. When you bring in a dog for foster, and like this is true for Manchego now. There's like a team of people in the rescue who you email about all the stuff with them, and that's like just caseworker, case team. Yeah, yeah. So it's like regular updates, also all the medical stuff, anything financial, whatever, all of that goes to them. So I have an email to them from September of 2016, and it says, "Hi everyone, we had a good night. I'm in love with this dog. You know, his puking has resolved. I think he had had he probably had gotten fixed. He'd had surgery. He was in the cone." So, uh, 
you know, he's burping up some water, but he's fine. The dog is starving and looks really starved because he did. I said, I'm looking forward tonight when I'm cleared to start normal feeding. There's going to be big hearty meals for him. I can't wait. And then, you know, he gets nervous going in and out of doors, but we're handling it. And I said, he's just the sweetest boy ever. I can't believe someone would have treated him so badly. He climbed on the couch and flopped himself over me last night. He was a perfect snuggle bug in bed, and he's having a great time playing with my girls. As you can see in the photo, they get along great. And it's like him laying on Vink's butt on the couch and like hops laying on the floor. Vink in her corner, yeah. And then someone's like, oh, what a good picture. I'm so glad he's with you. Uh, they said, I know it's early, but I suspect there may be a foster failure here. And I said, I'm mm. hoping he gets started. <laughs> I'm hoping he starts getting crazy or annoying once he's recovered. So I'll want to adopt him out and I don't have to talk my husband into a third dog. <laughs> and go, look, we nearly need to have a talk. Um, I know two dogs is a lot, but I think I maybe want to have three dogs no three <laughs> is too many it's too oh we can't handle we can't have live our lives with three dogs oh my god <laughs> and the team responds you can never have too many goldens always room for one more and somebody else says that's true most of us have had four more dogs at the same time <laughs> and then we adopted him to someone who ha- already had a dog called brew brew i think Bru- so he had two i think but it was like Bru- luke bonded with brew brew they, like they got along the f- great. At the first visit, like, they got along, and he was like his, they were total buddies. He's one where I had taken him to a few people, and it was, none of them were bad, right? I, it would have been fine taking him there. And then I took him to this house of someone who actually had, she had been the former foster coordinator for our rescue group, I think. Um, yeah. and, and I think they had lost one shortly before. I mean, a ton of people who work in the rescue have are used to having a bunch of dogs because, you know, you have mm-hmm, access to them. they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, so they may have had two, maybe they just had one brew, 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 Brewster, I think is his name, his actual name, but they just call him brew, brew. Yeah. Um, who is obviously a golden, they have a golden doodle now named Tegan uh. also who came in through the rescue. Sneaky. Yeah. Like St. Patrick. Doodles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tegan's really nice. Tegan needed a ton of medical help too. The like foster <laughs> coordinator had Tegan in her house. She takes on really complicated cases like she has one dog whose back legs don't work like the dodo has featured this dog and it oh, had like some in prosthetics. a cart no sometimes not. in a cart yeah but she'll drag herself around she has another blind dog who like i met at her house at one point i don't know if i was filling out paperwork or getting a dog chipped but i went to her house and this dog this blind dog like makes eye contact with you and like looks into your soul and i was like i want this dog (laughs) like i'm i'm in love with this dog after like half an hour oh she's just amazing she's got a really amazing crew uh, but really high special needs dogs for her um but anyway yeah so i i've taken him to a couple places and then i go to this couple's house yeah i remember when these first times fostering you would like before you adopted them out, you go to like six people's houses. Like you, they were all over the place, like two hour drives. And you'd be like, well, the daughter's kind of a, irresponsible and the, the dad doesn't seem to be bonding. And it was like a really hard emotional project for you to foster, yeah. for, to adopt out these fosters. I, I tried to minimize it. Uh, so a lot of times I would go to one or two places, right? Where I'd be like, this one really feels like the right fit. There was one couple I went to visit and I don't know if they were even looking to adopt. I think they wanted to be a foster home. And they had just lost their golden like a, a week or two before. And I think they were like, okay, we're going to apply to foster. 
and I was doing the home visit for them. And so when you do a home visit, you bring your dog and then you kind of go and there's like a set of questions to ask them. But basically you just get the sense of like, if you bring in a dog who's like totally freaked out. You brought and like your, whatever. your hops. I brought oh, hops. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, if you get a foster dog who's freaked out and unhappy, like, can you bring him to these people and are they going to, how are they going to deal? Yeah. Right. Are they going to give them the attention they need? And so like one of the questions on the form is like, did they offer your dog water? You know, if they wanted to give snacks, like, did they offer snacks? Did they ask you first? Right. You know, are they kind of aware of this? These were just like the most amazing people. Like I, I stayed there for like two hours. I they're like, if you ever need anybody to watch hops, like just let us know. And I was like, yes, like <laughs> give me your number. Like I would love for you to watch it. Like they were so great. Uh, like there's really, there's perfect dog parents. Yeah. You just didn't have a dog at the time for them. No. Yeah. They were, you know, I was like, yes, like approve them to foster. I hope they, they got one. I think one of them was from Ireland, maybe the guy, and it was cool. like a, a husband and wife. And then I think they had a couple kids who were just charming, like high school kids, <sighs> maybe just, maybe just one. What did you walk into some kind of catalog? Life, and like, I don't like fake? kids all that was much. It a sitcom? Oh I mean, my God. Like this, I remember this boy, he was probably like 16 and doesn't he sound was real. just lovely. It doesn't like, sound so real. Sweet. It was yeah. an actor. Anyway, for this dog, Zeus, uh, who eventually became Luke. Like I went to, went to this house of the one of this, this couple and the woman had been the foster coordinator and we went in their backyard and yeah, he was just chasing around brew brew, like in circles in the backyard. Like he clearly was bonded just with the dad too. I think, oh my right? God. The dad loved him. Yeah. They, I mean, it was just, they tell you when you're fostering dogs, like the dog's going to pick their home. And I was like, this is such bullshit. No, the wand picks the withered. It's, it's the same I didn't thing. I like that. I was like, God, it's such bullshit. But no, with the first dog that we fostered and all the dogs after that, there's one house you bring them to where they're like, yeah, this is where I live. Like you 100% can do it. You don't yeah. have to pick anything. Like they totally tell you that's good and some of them you even did like the the double blind where after the house that you thought was perfect you you took the foster to a few other or at least yeah. one other house and you were like nah not not even close not even doesn't match that's right and, and like they'd be fine in these other houses it's not that there's anything wrong fine uh the people are nice like it'd be great but there's one house always there's one house where the dog is like you just bring them there and they're like they climb up on the, like the first dog I had, right? Oh. We, I did like eight home visits. I drove yeah, all over yeah. and I take him into this house and it just, the dog, she got up on the couch with like the six year old, put her head in his lap, started watching TV with him. Where nothing like that at any of the other houses. She just came in and she's like, oh yeah, I live here. Yeah. And like it's like the right there. vibes, right? And they're all comfortable with it too, right? It totally works both ways. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there've been some really crappy home visits where like one of the people doesn't want a dog. Like I've, I I went. To wasn't it one? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you you finish your story, and I'll remind you of the other. Story. There was one with a woman who, like, her dog had died. She had like a shrine to their golden who had passed in her house. She wanted a dog. It may have been this first dog so bad, and the rule is that you have to meet everybody who lives in the house, and he, everybody has to be there. And she she's like, look, this is the shrine to my dog that died. Just trying everything. And then I was like, okay, well, I, like, I need to talk to your husband. I have to talk to everybody who lives here. And the husband could not have been clearer that he didn't want the dog. Like he was gaming in the basement during this visit or something. I mean, he's right? just standing there in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, she did this. He's like, whatever. Like, he did not want to get a dog. Uh, uh, that's not a good vibe. You don't want that no. dynamic. 
there's one house that I had adopted a dog out to, which was a beautiful fit, and the wife wanted a second dog, and the husband didn't, so I was fostering another one, and I was like, friend, I'm friends with a lot of these people on Facebook who adopt dogs from us, and, and the wife was like, oh, you know, I would love for you to bring this foster by, we, you know, we'd really like another one, and I was like, well, let me just come by, you know, for like a play date, right, we don't need to do this as a foster visit, just see if the dogs get along, because if they don't, there's no reason to for yeah, you to apply right. and show up. And the wife is like super enthused about the dog and the husband. You can tell the husband doesn't want a second dog. <sighs> and then it's like, well, you're not going to put the dog there, you know? No, but there, I remember the one you, you were telling me, I don't, I didn't go to these two. Right. But you were like, where it was a, a dog who pulled and escaped. Oh, that one. And they yeah. were like, oh, let's let the four-year-old walk the dog around the block. Or, you know, the four and I the six-year-olds. I mean, they were maybe eight-year-olds. Well, but maybe. <laughs> not strong. This was a dog that pulled like It was one of these crazy. hyperactive, maybe, I don't think it was a Muto, but it was one of these hyperactive dogs. It was just like pulled not good on a leash at all. I mean, right? pulled hard, right? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. had to work hard. If you have a dog that's like a really aggressive And if you and I puller, are pulling hard, we're good at this, right? We brace ourselves. We have hockey skills. I mean, there's a whole yeah. thing, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, let the... I have the, I think they had like twin boys or something. Let the, let the boys take the dog down to the other house. I was like, fuck, no. The, the, you're going to be down a dog and the kids are going to be crying and it's going to be a bad scene, yeah. And then I was like, well, I can't give them this dog. And they were really upset. Like they emailed and they're like... This is like the fifth dog in a row that we've applied to get that we haven't gotten. Like, what do we have to do to get a dog? And I wonder <laughs> why, actually. And that I was makes like, you feel better. I mean, I think I was really honest, like in a gentle way. And I was like, look, this dog pulls a lot. Uh, I get that you want your kids to be able to walk the dog. But like this dog isn't the dog that you want for those kids. Like, no, and maybe they're free-ranging everything a little bit too much, too, frankly. it's a <laughs> You just get too much insight into people's psychologies and yeah. home lives. I mean, I was like, you know, we can find the dogs that is the best fit for them. Like, this isn't a judgment on whether or not you'd mistreat the dog. But, like, you know, this particular dog needs X, Y, and Z. And you want these things. And, like, there's not quite a match there. And there's someone who was a better match than that. But, you know, if you want a dog that your kids can walk around like you should be looking for a different kind of dog than the ones that like you're older for. Uh, older dog so. yeah so anyway this poor boy who we adopted out to these people he has a tumor on his spine so he doesn't have much longer he's only seven years old which just like riley just too that's so sad cancer's a bitch yeah, yeah. so sad dog news I- indirect in indirect yeah. second degree bad dog news yeah. he was a good boy and man has he had a good life for the last four and a half years oh he's with been them. doted on because sh- because they've showed up at, at events from great too they were at the live show in rockville mm-hmm. once right with with i think with teague and the doodle maybe but they, i think they had at least maybe Bruber. they may have had yeah they may have had luke there too though or, or i don't remember they definitely uh, were there though yeah, 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 for no, sure one one or more of their dogs yeah to stuff dollar bills in there in a very <laughs> strippers but wholesome, wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got mad at me about that <laughs> all right well you got anything else you want to add to our long long podcast here dear dad no i'm more sober today way more sober you know i don't want to disappoint anyone but you know can't always go balls out it's, it's rare that you are in the state that you were at the last podcast i mean that's a once or twice a year kind everything of thing. came together <laughs> everything came together i can pace myself much better with beer and wine but with the heavy stuff 
Even with sangria, I think, which is what we were drinking there, it's much more. Two pitchers of sangria and then six beers is really I mean, really it's a problem. I drink, I drink almost everything the same pace. So if it's 40 proof, it'll be 40 times as fast as a, as a beer that's, well, it'll be eight times as proof as a beer that's yeah. 5%, right? Mm-hmm. So, but everything is drank in the same time. Well, I'm glad that I'm still going to get to talk to you for the rest of the evening. Maybe we should watch another bad shark movie. Yeah, or what were you going to watch? Kong? Oh, no, it's not on. Kong and Godzilla. Godzilla versus Kong is out, Which is I think, ridiculous. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to add to the controversy, <laughs> but it's just an ape against a freaking giant lizard. radioactive lizard that tears apart cities and stuff. Kong, who will win? Kong eats like coconuts and crap. <laughs> what, who will, of course, Godzilla <laughs> in real life should win. Yes, Godzilla well, kicked the ass of that Muto. Sure did. Radioactive fire. Flammen I mean, into its like, mouth. Isn't that sort of end of story? End of go- End of game. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Well. That's it. Game over. <laughs> we'll see what happens on Thursday. Boy, I got much more eloquent there at the end there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, get your second vaccine shot. Stay healthy. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Keep wearing a mask, a though. Keep yep. wearing a mask. Do that. And uh, until next time. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. No biting. Bye. Bye.